my name is Cindy the Battle Cat Dandra from Belgium and we are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. Um, yeah. And then uh, oh, for the second show, um, December 31st, again, at the uh, Super Cinema Arena, um, 18,316 tickets sold. Um, just the, uh, uh, first off the bat, I thought this, I thought the 31st show was awesome. I love, this was one of my favorite, this may have been my, one of my MMA shows of the year. What do you think about it overall? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to compare it to, uh, the, not the 29th, but the one before that. Which one, what was that? Uh, uh that was the October uh, show. And, um, wasn't that Lena and Andy Wynn was the main... Yes, uh, it was Andy yeah. Wynn versus um, um, uh, Reina. Yeah, and Horiguchi versus, I can't even remember now. Horiguchi, um, uh, um, Horiguchi versus, uh, um, oh, no, 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 that, there was the, that was, Horiguchi versus Tokoro was the July 30th show. The October show um, had Nasakawa and Fujita in that awesome uh, uh, yes, match. Yes, yes, that was a great. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I love that fight, too. Oh, um, that was amazing. That was, it was fucking great. Yeah, the rematch, not so good. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's what happens when um, you get the kickboxing matches. Not, as, com- not as competitive, you know, it wasn't as... Uh, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the 31st, actually, maybe that one was my... The better one. I, I was thinking the 29th, but mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna switch my. I'm looking at the thing here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, if you guys do these uh, after the events, just do them like a few days afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I don't forget half the. Oh yeah, no. Unfortunately, we tried to do it right after. Unfortunately, just scheduling thing happens, and I just you know we decided okay, let's do it now because it'll be February February before we do it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no. The 31st was a great card, man. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it started off with a bang with Cape and uh, Horiguchi. Oh, yeah. Um, which, um, you know, again, you know, if you want to give Manel Cape, he lasted three rounds against uh, Horiguchi. I mean, and he, while he was outclassed, he still survived three rounds against uh, against a highly elite level fighter uh, like Horiguchi. And uh, it, it, uh fight ended with Horiguchi submitting uh, Cape uh, with a tr- arm triangle choke. But if you know to say that Cape is, then this is where I'll disagree with, with people, with Anthony Burchak and McCall, who say that that Cape is not a good fighter. I think he's he's a he's is he is I would say he's a an A minus level fighter. I honestly think that. What do you think? Yeah, he's uh, first of all, he's he's still young. He's yeah. Still, and this is his first test at a high level. Yeah amazingly well for this being like his his first couple fights in Rising he's fighting Horiguchi one of the best in the world like top in the world on the planet and uh, he's he's, he he did well for for, you know obviously Horiguchi you know uh, as skilled as he is you know put it on him pretty good but uh, but Cape he handled himself well for being Again, that's his first time with a very, very high level, one of the best in the world. Uh, that, that to me, shows me he's got tons of potential. Mm-hmm. And um, I, McCall and all those guys are really underestimating the guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, this uh, this allowed uh, Horiguchi to uh, advance uh, in, the, uh, in the finals. 
Um, and actually, the, there was a big question because uh, Horiguchi got got banged up pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty well here. And the question was, would he, he have been? Busted open. Yeah. Right above the uh, eyebrow. And uh, luckily, you know, they were the doctors. You know, said that um, that he was able to continue. You know, um, you know, uh, I would. It wouldn't have been surprising though if they had said that he he, he if it, he couldn't continue, but. You know, I'm glad that he did. I'm, I'm actually glad that they allowed him to continue. Um, after that, the next match was Shintaro Ishiwatari defeating Takafumi Otsuka by decision in the uh, uh, another uh, semifinal match. Um, pretty awesome match, I thought this was. What do you think about this one? Um, yeah, it was good. It, it, it felt like, but because the first one was so crazy, yeah, it felt like a big slowdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. But these two, you know I mean? the, um, but it was a fight. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you know, unfortunately, you know, the whole Cinderella story of Otsuka trying to make it to the finals of the tournament, unfortunately, got um got squashed. Um, I think Ishiwatari did look like the better fighter, but nothing to take away from Otsuka. Um, uh, I def he'll definitely be in future Rising shows. I think. You think so? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, just to make it that far, I mean, should should tell you how good he is, um, and that's why, you know, there's there's so many different matchups they can do with these phantom weights that were just in this tournament alone, you know, in coming this year. So, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, if you want to talk about um, matches where um, complete mismatches, that would. Suffice to say, the next match, which was a fight, which was part of the kickboxing flyweight um, semifinals, in which it was uh, Tenshin Nasakawa defeating Yuta Hamamoto with a, I this flying knee was so damn beautiful. It was a switch too. Like yeah, it, it was. You know, remind me of. Do you remember the uh, Cub Swanson Jose Aldo match from uh, WEC? Oh no, I I, uh, I didn't watch a lot of WEC. Okay, there was it, it was kind of like that um, where Jose Aldo um, about fifteen seconds of the round got a a switch knee knockout against Cub Swanson. Um, or you know, actually more recently, do you remember Michael Page versus um, uh, Santos? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know I'm horrible. I'm probably horrible. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. But like, it was reminiscent. I think this one. I don't know what maybe it was the angle, but it looked like Nasakawa was like wearing a jetpack with how high he got. Oh yeah, he it was a beautiful knee. I mean, yeah, and he got air. <laughs> uh, and, but in the two rounds that this that this lasted, Nasakawa was was barely breaking a sweat, and even um, I think Frank Trigg mentioned on commentary that the only that the only way that that he was only bleeding Nasakawa was because a zip popped on his face or something like that. Yeah, that's about it, man. Uh, any fight, man, with um, Nasakawa is pretty much one-sided. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, especially in a kickboxing match. And, um, yeah, you know, Yuta Hamamoto, I you know he's the, the, the what, what do they call it again, left Y um, champion? Um, that, uh, kind of, that, yeah, where they're allowed to headbutt and everything yes. over there. Yes. Um, I'm sure he's good at left wide, but that's it. You know, when you get into a kickboxing match with uh, Nasakawa, you're 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 going to a whole different ball game. 
Yeah, I I don't even know where they can pull more guys from. I mean, he's going to be at knockout. Uh, was that February? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's doing the knockout show in February. Yeah, um, yeah he's um, the twelfth or the thirteenth. Um, it's on a Monday. It's kind of a weird day, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I it just the guys on another level. They're going to have to figure something out. To that's why I was thinking the Horiguchi kickboxing would be maybe something. Step up, or or like people were saying, Kai Asakura. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else you can throw at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, that's not, you know, already under contract somewhere. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting to see what they do with him this year. Um, but um, regarding um, uh, potential opponents, uh, probably uh, neither of these two, I don't think, would uh, would suffice against uh, Nasukawa. Not because they're bad, but because he's on a whole different level. Uh, the next was match was the uh, another semifinal in the kickboxing uh, five by tournament. Uh, Yamato Fujita, who did fight Nasakawa um, in that MMA match, and almost was pretty close. Was it was a close decision in my opinion, um, defeating uh-huh. Mitsuhisa Tsunabe by uh, knockout. Um, unfortunately, my notes got deleted, so I don't have much about this fight. Do you remember much about this fight by any chance? Um, just that. Uh... I think uh, Fujita was rocking with body shots, I think. Isn't that what yeah. dropped him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was kind of one-sided. Uh, I, I, I thought Sanabi would be actually a tougher challenge for Fujita than, than it ended up being. Yeah, but I'm actually kind of glad it went the way it did because I wanted to see Fujita and uh, Nasakawa again. Um, yeah, and then, I want to see Fujita again, too, still. Uh, yeah. yeah. Against somebody else, but, um, um, yeah, he's a, he's a cool fighter, man. I like watching him fight. Um, and also, uh, we're, I think the trend will be mismatches for the next few matches, because the next match, uh, was the, uh, Women's Super Atomweight Grand Prix semifinal with Re- Reyna, uh, defeating Irene Rivera by, uh, TKO, and again, um, Reyna, to- I think, totally outclassed Irene Rivera, um, was this a body punch that she again, um, defeated with, um, uh, Irene? No, I think it was in the face. I think she just punched her in the face. Okay. Um, yeah. But she was working the body. You know how she does. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> working the body. And, um, yeah, that's the whole thing I said. Uh, Irene's whole game plan had to be early, and you got to get her to the ground because, as you'll find out later, yes. her, her, the grappling is not what it needs to be. So that's how you can beat her. Mm-hmm. Um Andy Wynn, when they fought in October, Oof. she got her back immediately. Yeah. Um, so she, that's her, her just like uh, Ta, that's her weak spot is, is the grappling. But she wasn't able to do it. She tried to pull guard. Yeah. And, Did she, I think she even jumped guard at one point. Yeah, she jumped. And uh, Rhea just held her up, put her in the corner, and started beating her up. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I it, it wasn't uh, as competitive. I was hoping it, it could be, but... Uh, yeah, just Reina again. There's just certain people that are on different levels, but mm-hmm. um, she's so good. Reina is. It's kind of like that old Bruce Lee quote where I, he would rather uh, train uh, one type of kick ten thousand times than ten thousand ki- does other types of kicks one time. She is so good at what she does that if that it's on it that if you allow when if you allow like. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where like if 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 there's a if there's allowed to be punching, Reyna will win that nine out of ten times. 
Yeah, on the stand-up, yeah. She yeah. Will... yeah. Uh, and uh, the next match was the uh, uh, the last uh, semifinal Grand Prix in the Women's uh, Super Anime t- uh, Tournament. Kana Azakura defeating uh, Maria Overa by submission, um, armbar, in the second round. Actually, Maria Overa, for those that don't know, uh, is a training partner of Amanda Nunes, current uh, UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion. So, um, uh, again, I, 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 the thing was that Kana was going to uh, take her down, uh, which she certainly did a lot of the times, and uh, she uh, managed to submit a uh, pretty uh, a, uh, a high-level jiu-jitsu opponent, opponent. What do you think about this match? Um, she surprised me. Um, and it, and it confuses me too now more with, uh, Alyssa Garcia, where she tried yes. to yeah. stand up with her a lot when she should have just did what kind of did, just take her straight to the ground. Screw messing around with the stand up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, she, she said she got on that, when she lost to uh, Garcia, she got on that weight training program and. She's oh she's powering people she's yeah. bulldogging people so and and she did she did like a a, a running slam yes <laughs> uh, yeah so, so um yeah so uh, kind of man I shouldn't be a tough one uh, to beat if she keeps improving like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. and uh, you know I didn't think she was that that I didn't think that she was gonna do so well in this tournament I honestly didn't think that um, I thought. Because again, I thought I always kept thinking back to her match with Alyssa Garcia, and just you know, Alyssa Garcia just managed to just just uh, outdo her in every way, and it's, you know, I kind of thought the same thing would happen here, but no, she did not. She you know she she whatever she did, uh, weight training program or just going more to the gym often, she improved a lot since then. Yeah, and um, she has mentioned before I, I um, was able to interview her. I don't know, months ago now, but uh, shortly after that match, not too long after that match, and she said she, uh, or no, it was when they announced kind of, you know, the Grand Prix and everything, um, that she, that's a, a loss that she wants to avenge, so we may see that. Okay, good, good. I you definitely like to see I hope they keep uh, Alyssa Garcia, because I mean, even though she lost, if you go and watch the fight, she was like, that's like the old, you know, pride warrior spirit. Oh, the end, the flash. The last oh, minute, which she's just going for for knee bars and just trying to go for any submission. Oh, that was yeah, awesome! Fantastic, yeah. Um, plus, I plus I want her back because I want to hear Josh Barnett yelling, uh, yelling at at her, which I thought was very funny. Yes, and uh, kind of off point, but uh, Josh Barnett mentioned he wanted to get back in MMA. I'm hoping he ah yes, yeah, you know, comes a rise too. He's already got Garcia there, so oh yeah, yeah. Um, Barnett Pro Cop, I'd pay to see that. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I would. Yeah, you know what? You know, we'll talk about a little bit about the uh, type of show um, Rise of the Future in 2018 later. But uh, that could be a show for the international audience. I could say. Um, oh. Um, regarding the next match, though, um, this was an awesome match. I just want to say that off the bat, uh, a catchweight uh, 72 kilogram match between Yusuke Yachi. And uh, Takanori Gomi with Yachi defeating Gomi by triangle choke. Um, what do you think of this of this match? I think this was one of my funnest was one of the funnest fights. It was uh, yeah. kind of like Albertson and Yuri with the back and forth. 
but just even more like frantic. And uh, I mean, it just <laughs> when Gomi caught him, and then he just started turning it up on him. Man, I was just like, oh, but it's just, it was crazy, man. It was just fun. It was exciting. Um, they, you know, and they and for people that think like you were saying earlier, like uh, fighters, they don't respect each other anymore or whatever. That they both, you know, had tons of respect for each other. Um, and, uh, you know, after the fight, they were, you know, very respectful. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good fight. It was short, but, um, I don't know. I don't think there was another fight is, uh, I mean, there's a lot of other exciting fights, but this one, just cause of the back and forth aspect of it. Um, and it looked like Yachi cause Yachi's been on what? Five fight win streak or whatever. Yeah. Defeated Crookshank and, uh, and K- uh, Katoka and, um, Oh, uh, the the Filipino guy. I'm trying to forget. Um, Mario Sismundo. Yeah, um, that was like last year, right? Yeah. Or two years ago, I guess. Whatever. I'm getting confused now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the past three events or whatever. And he's, you know, Yachi, see, he's one of those guys, too, that could be a big star in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he's got the skills to back up everything he does. Um, and a uh, real nice guy, too. He's real humble. But... Um, I, yeah, I, I, he came out on this win streak, and it looked like Gomi was going to end that. And oh, yeah. That was, the, that was the old school Gomi that I remember from Pride. Just the guy who just threw caution to the wind and just threw, and just threw whatever. And he uh, almost he had him knocked down, but unfortunately, just like Gomi's, his, enti- his entire Achilles heel has been submissions, unfortunately, um, throughout his career. And he just got, he got caught. He actually originally got caught with an arm bar, I think, at first. Or just a regular, um, or a, I think a triangle choke. But he managed to escape. But then he got caught with it again. And unfortunately, yeah, he got submitted. But nonetheless, Gomi, you know, almost had a one. He, he, if, if, uh, it's, uh, I, would you want to see Gomi fight again in, in, in Ryzen? Oh, definitely. Um. I, I don't know. I think he said he wanted to fight again, too. I think, didn't he say he, uh... He did, but also... Yeah, I think um, he, So, he, I would give him I would give him somebody maybe a little more battle-torn, too. So, it's a little more, you know... <laughs> um, so, it's not always... You know, you're always fighting somebody who's younger with less yeah. injuries. Cups, you know what I mean? So, uh, give, him, you know, give him another legend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to see... But he's always been excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, he is on a six uh, six loss win, uh, streak though, unfortunately, um, and this is his fifth loss where he, uh, consecutively where he has been finished. Um, if he wants, to, if they rise and has him again, I won't be against it. But if he were to quit, I would be, I would, I would not blame him. You know, I, I remember. Well, he's, well, he's older, you know. Yeah, yeah, and his chin is, it ain't the same chin, you know, that could take, that could take all the punishment that he could way back when. Um, but nonetheless, it was a yeah, little... That's not what got him, though. Submission. Oh, yeah, no, that's... A, yeah, yeah, no, like, I thought this... I thought he was going to get knocked out. I thought he was going to get knocked out, but, you know, he managed... He wound up knock, knocking down uh, Yachi, which was... I did not expect at all. I really did not expect that at all. Better than some of uh, Yachi's past opponents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um... And now uh, the next match we had was uh, technically a rematch as well. Actually, just before I, I, I start off, so what I did was, I, now you know about this show was also shown on regular pay-per-view, 
Um, right? You knew about that. Uh, it was showing on... Uh, yeah, in the U.S. So I was just curious to know, like, what it would be like if it would be different than if we were on the Fight TV. So I disconnected my Fight TV and I ordered it on traditional pay-per-view. Um, and um, it, was, it was actually uh, the last five matches it was, um, that we're going to be talking about. Um, so they, only, they were showing only the Fuji TV um, feed, which was everything oh. that we're going to be talking about now. Which uh, we may want to uh, mention the 10-hour intermission ahead in between. This. Oh my God, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah, trying to sync it up with Fuji TV. That was brutal. I hope they kind of work out the logistics on that <laughs> a little bit better next time. I also questioned um, the... the I don't know what they what what it was, but the quality of the pay per view, it looked like, it looked like a a a a, a three sixty p YouTube video. I don't know how they were streaming it. On the TV pay per view, it, it was incredible. There was a lot of um, what do you call it? Um, what is it? When well, um, it. Sorry, was it? Artifacts? Yes, there was a lot of artifacts. That's the word. There was a lot of artifacts on this, on, uh, on this uh, transmission. And I don't know, don't know if that was on the U.S. end of it, if it was on, or my cable provider, or if it was just how it was, that's how it was streamed or what, or I don't know what it was, but I was a little bit appalled by like, it, it wasn't even in HD, by the way, as well. It was in, S, it was in standard definition. That's crazy. Two thousand. It was at the time, two thousand seventeen. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, actually, what I found out later was that they that a repeat was in HD, but the live version was not in was not in HD. Ah, uh, that's that's weird. That's, uh, yeah. I don't understand that. I wish they would just release the stuff on Blu Ray so I can just collect them. I have all the Pride DVDs, and I but I can't uh, get the Ryzen one. Oh yes, I. You know, I, I would gladly import any Ryzen shows that they put on Blu-ray, 4K, or whatever it is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so now, um, oh yeah. And by the way, on the pay-per-view feed, uh, they actually repeated the the Yachi Gomi fight, which I thought was an error. I thought I thought I, I thought this was a mistake. Uh, like, I because they don't really repeat fights. I don't think they've ever repeated fights during an intermission. Have they? Yeah, I mean, usually they might show highlights or something, but not like... No, yeah, but they, they they repeated the whole fight. Yeah, no, I, uh... Yeah, I didn't... At first I thought, I was like, wait, are they, are they like... Are they really having a re... Because you never know, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, are they rematching again, like, right now? And I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, no, it's like the same thing. And I'm like, okay. And then, uh, didn't they... I think they ended up re, uh, replaying another fight, too. Uh, maybe a couple other fights. Um... I don't know. It was a long intermission. It was like it was. It was at least thirty minutes. I think it had to be at least thirty minutes, if not twenty-five. Yeah, I think it was even longer than that, man. Or it felt longer than that, anyway. It felt like an hour. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah. Anyway, I just hope they they kind of fix the. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just because the uh, some of the other fights ended so fast that. They no, I think that was. Like, I think that was it. Time. I think that was it. Was that you know, uh, the, all the other matches were finishes except for one. And so I think what happened was that they just everything was just going by so fast that they had to, they had to just 
basically elongate that entire intermission. Man, I wonder uh, if, if, if they had Pride 13 now, I wonder what that intermission would have been like. <laughs> so all the fights were like 20 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, a, it was a brutal intermission, though. Um, but uh, if we, uh, while this, while the next match may not have been brutal, it was still um, a, a quick match as well, continuing on with... Uh, how fast this show was going, and um, that match was a flyweight match between uh, Sinju Nozawa Claire defeating Chelsea Lagrasse uh, by armbar in the first round. Now, this was also technically a rematch, uh, and you know about their whole backstory, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where uh, Lagrasse defeated uh, uh, Shinju by by DQ in a uh, amateur fight, where apparently they weren't allowed to do kicks. Yeah, uh, I live in Michigan as well as uh, Shinju used to live, I believe, in Michigan. Um, and so that's probably why she was fighting this local circuit or whatever. And uh, I guess in Ohio, they're not allowed to do head kicks as amateur. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in Michigan, I think we're, I think pretty much everything goes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, I try to explain to people too, is like, uh, Lagrasse is so short. Yes. Trying to throw like a body kick level kick, it's like still to the head. Yes. So, yeah, she's only five, about know, five feet, I think. Five foot one. Yeah, yeah, she's really short, so it's hard to like. It's probably just out of head. It's probably hard to kick and not aim for that, especially if she was. Um, I don't know, like all of Al Claire's like amateur record or anything, but if she was fighting in Michigan a lot, she's probably used to to being able to throw head kicks too. So a habit, you know, you got. And that's why you don't see a lot of soccer kicks and stuff, too. People aren't used to being able to do it, so mm-hmm. that, that's another thing I'm getting off point. But uh, she's, you know, she's probably used to throwing head kicks, and she's so short, so even when she's swinging low, mm-hmm. it's hitting high. And, yeah, it was, it was it was a one-sided fight, though. I mean, uh, Well, I do give Lagrasse credit. She did almost have uh, a Claire, uh, and she had her in a... Uh, not she a almost t- got her. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it was because of, of just their size disparity why Shinju got out, or if it was just not in tight enough. But yeah, Shinju was able to get out of it, um, and uh, she she, defe- uh, she was able to submit um, uh, Lagrasse. And I was I, I also wrote I also remember that Lagrasse when she came out, this was her I think her first professional mixed martial arts match, um, yes. and she looked so happy to be there. She looked. She looked like a kid, uh, a kid in a candy store. She looked. She I had. Was I mean, I would too. <laughs> I mean, going from where you know to where she was to the, to this big arena in Japan, you know. Um, well, actually, I want to ask. So, do you think do you think Lagrasse should be uh, should have another fight in uh, Rise in the future? Um, I don't know. Maybe give her like a King of the Cage or something first. Yeah. And see. Um. How she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if she does well then, because it could just be the height difference. If they can find people more her size, maybe clo- a little bit closer, she might be good. But uh, it's hard to tell, though, because we, I've only seen her amateur fight with Al Claire the first time, and then the and then now this one as, as a pro. So I don't really... I haven't seen much from her, so I'd like to see her maybe go fight wherever and just get a maybe get a fight or two somewhere else and then see and then evaluate it from there and see yeah. if she's 
Um, and of course, uh, uh, I mentioned that Shinju is the daughter of the um, of the famous comedian um, uh, in Japan. Uh, uh, what's her name? Noawa Nozawa. Yeah, I believe that's. Yeah. Um, who's always at her fights and always yelling? That's my girl, or that's my baby. Um, that's my baby. That's what yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, you know, what do you think? Uh, should be next for uh, uh, Nozawa. Um, because they clearly want, she they want to do big things with her. She definitely can get in that casual audience who know her mother, and she knows English as well, so she has potential to get in different audiences. And what do you think, yeah, what, just, you want, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, she's got potential. I'm just, I'm trying to think of uh, a potential opponent, you know, going forward um, that can challenge her, you know, that's, that's going to be in that weight, that's available, that's not contracted somewhere else. Um, I'd have to think about it, but... Um, what about uh? I see, I, see, I see big things with her though. I mean, hmm. they they definitely get as long as she's you know focusing on the training, and because um, because her first opponent wasn't really that good. No, um, no. Sheena Star, and um, and then Lagrasse was very short, kind of a disadvantage there. So I'd like to see her get somebody that's going to be a little more. You know her size and, and similar skill, and see and, and and then see what you know happens there. You think it's too early to put her against uh, Kana Watanabe? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many other people do they have really? Or Sugiyama, they could try to give her maybe, but mm. um, I don't know if that worked yet. I don't actually, know. I would probably have to say actually, I think the women's flyweight division in Ryzen is probably their weakest. I would have to say. They don't yeah, have a, there's not much she can draw from right now. Um, which is funny because you think as they as they get lower and lower, there'd be less fighters uh, to talk about. But I think there's more to talk about in the atom weight tournament than there is in flyweight right now for women's in Ryzen. Oh, the atom, yeah, the atom weight division is stacked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Total opposite um, of, a, of of the West uh, in MMA um, with their uh, atom weight division. Yeah, I don't know much about what's going on there, uh, Invicta or whatever. Um, people are saying they got a great atom weight division. I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, you definitely don't see it in any of the major. Like you don't see it in Bellator or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, any any atom weights. But uh, yeah, no, they're big. You know, atom weights are big there. You know, Japanese and, and Asian in general, they're, they're typically uh, smaller anyway. So yeah. Just benefit them, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so, regard, and I can tell you uh, two people who are definitely not small. It was the competitors in the next match, uh, Crow Cop uh, defeating Tsuyushi Kosaka. Uh, first round TKO, uh, one minute and two seconds. Um, I don't think there's anything to say much about this match other than I'm glad that uh, Kosaka is not dead. That's all I can say. Well, he didn't get a left kick, so he's. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, he's a, um, yeah, it was it was just a one sided uh, affair. But uh, um, that's Crocop, man. I mean, he's still, um, you know, he, he won the Grand Prix last year, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's still. I mean, he, obviously, all these guys are getting, you know, all the old pride guys getting towards retirement. But um, 
I'd like to see him end with maybe a Fedor fight or something. I think that'd be a good way to go out. But and what about the Wanderlei fight they tried to do last year, uh, 2016, for that uh, Grand Prix? Uh, which one? Uh, they were gonna ha- uh, the original match for uh, Crow Cop for the uh, 2016 Grand Prix was supposed to be Wanderlei Silva in the opening rounds. Oh man, I just see pride. I just see the <laughs> <laughs> I just see the same kind of outcome with that. Um, but 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 uh, Vanderlei was there the whole night. Uh, and uh, yes, <laughs> oh, trying to get a fight this year. So I uh, I hate to go a little bit off topic, but I just gotta say uh, this made me laugh uh, during the Gabby Garcia apology thing, uh, where they cut to Wanderlei and he's just he's he's recording it uh, on his camera. And, oh yeah yeah. He's... <laughs> and I, I don't know what it was that was funny, but it was just funny the way that he's just kind of like. Just doing it, like it just—it was something just really I found hilarious. Yeah, you know, he he posted that immediately on Instagram or something. I'm sure he's probably, <laughs> it's probably like guys got to get a load of this because it was a very weird, awkward segment. Yeah. To be it, oh, I I I don't know if they should have really done all that. No. <laughs> uh-huh. They could have just had Candora come out and say her piece and then. Just Cut it there. Oh no, it's uh, it's rise in Japan. You got to have a public apology. You got to have that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I just you know, <laughs> I felt bad for Gabby. Uh-huh. Um, oh no, I did too. I did too. I actually, I do, I do, I you know, your your YouTube, uh, your uh, your segment on her, on her, I think was was very good. That got brought a lot of perspective to it that a lot of people were not talking about. Um, that you um, where you talked about yeah, where you talked about the all that stuff. Um. Um, yeah, well, a lot of people don't follow her or don't, you know. Yeah. So all they all they see all they know about her is they'll hear when uh, when a fight comes up and it, you know, and it's against Candora stuff. Oh, she's fighting a grand. That's all they know. They don't look at anything else. They're not, you know. So. And uh, regarding people who I feel sorry for, um, I felt sorry for Yamato Fujita in the next match uh, where he fought Tenshin Nasukawa in the final. Of the flyweight kickboxing tournament, where he lost in the first round, one minute twenty seven seconds, due to three knockdowns. Um, yeah, again, nothing much to say about this. It was just another sparring session for Tasakawa. Uh, I don't know what yeah, else to say. I mean, man. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just a great fighter, man. He just uh, and I, I, you know, I was I was hoping it was going to be more competitive than. What oh, I thought so too. I thought so too. They had and um, October was great, and I was like, "All right," and I was kind of deflated, like, "No," and I felt bad for Fujita, man, because I, I really want him to uh, to win and be successful in, in Rising. But uh, then that, that leaves a question: Does that mean does does that mean that that regarding Nasakawa's MMA experience, does he need to, does he should he get more more should he be built up in, in the MMA um, fighting? Uh, or should he just stick to kickboxing? And I, you said that he wants to stick to kickboxing, but I don't, you know, I don't want to say there's. I think he could definitely be the break, a breakout fighter in in kickboxing. The problem is though, is that he is such on another level that what else like it's going to get to the point where like is we're going to start it's we're going to start predicting you know when he's going to knock out the person in the first round in kickboxing. Yeah, that's how I feel with Horiguchi right now. Yeah. <laughs> in MMA. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, who do you give them? I mean, they, they brought this guy in. He's supposed to be, like, really tough. You know, they have headbutts and stuff and all this. And he just, just smoked them. And then um, and the same thing here with, with Fujita. He just... He just um, I know that... Uh... It was like... Uh, uh, like just uh, a video game, man. Like this dude's on expert level, and you, or like Mike Tyson's punch out or something. You're just getting just smacked around, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, so I don't, I don't even know who they give him next. Do you kickboxing think kickboxing or MMA? Do you think he should stick with kickboxing, or do you think he should try try the MMA route? Um, I don't know. As a fan of kickboxing, you know, I used to do it a little bit when I was younger. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind if he stayed kickboxing. I liked when they did that, uh, again, back to October, where they did the um, Muay Thai. Uh, or it was kind of weird. They had, like, Thai fighters, but they weren't fighting under Thai rules. Yeah. It was a little weird. But uh, they weren't doing, like, American kickbox style but uh, or Dutch. But um, they, but I would love for him to have uh, just, I mean, screw it, have him kickbox. He's just have him kicking ass. The I only mean. issue I have of that, and, I, again, this is going to be a, a dumb American Western perspective, and that I think that the problem is is that kickboxing has nef- it's never been able to just it's never been able to capture the audience internationally at least in America and you probably uh, would you agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because you'll see people watching MMA and complaining that they're hugging against the fans or uh-huh. it's like we'll just watch kickboxing and yeah. Want to see, but then they won't watch kickboxing. It's weird. Now, uh, now, and also Spike TV, they had that uh, that glory, the glory, um, and uh, Bellator show. They had like that joint mm-hmm. show once, and the glory um, sh- uh, portion did horrible. The ratings, and they've never done it since ever again. Um, and so, and that's the only issue is that you know, the sports, uh, and, and now I'm even in, uh, in a more obscure sport, <laughs> uh, free diving. So. It's it's weird, man. Like for the, for that, I understand why there's not a like the, the only the only. It's like um, that's what a lot of people complain. Like they, they don't want to see a lot of the grappling. They don't want to see a lot of this. Which I I love the grappling and everything. Yeah. yeah. Too, but there's people you know you know you hear people complain about the grappling all the time. But or you know you'll see two guys and and they're having a good grappling. Uh, you know you can see what they're doing. They're the working and all this, and the crowd's booing. Yeah, but um, but then you're like, okay, well, here's minus the grappling. Here's just straight up kickboxing or Muay Thai, and they, yeah, Muay Thai is even more obscure. Yeah, for well, it's like, um, I think that's what you, I, think so I don't know why it doesn't translate. Maybe if they I think wear MMA gloves instead of I think it's uh, always been the rules of kickboxing. I think that a lot of people. I think also, you know, we and since then, you know, America, we just have boxing where it's just you punch a person in the face and then. They they get uh, they get knocked down. If they get up within ten, um, uh, the match continues. Or if they if, if they get knocked out, I think the I I think the fact that it's just it includes the kicking is what confuses people. I think that's really what it is. I really think that. You just you kick them. <laughs> but I I think since boxing just traditional hand to hand boxing has been what's been we've done here in America is just, I think that's just what people are so ingrained with. And when you, when someone says kickboxing and they're like, wait, kickboxing, what's, so you have, you have to, is it only kicking allowed or you, uh, you know, I think that people miss, think that well, only, think uh, isn't that savat, I think? Yeah. Is where it's kicked only? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And, you know, the only fighter who, you know, I think internationally known for kickboxing, um, other than Nasakawa, you could say, is probably Badr Hari. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's really nobody else, though, that I can think of. Uh, well, I guess Verhoeven, I guess you could say. Um, oh, yeah. But other than that, it's... Yeah, but kickboxing, though, even back in the, in the 90s and late 80s, there was never really um, nothing, man, like... I went to a little small gym because I was lucky I could even find one back then, you know, um, mm-hmm. that did kickboxing, you know. It was always boxing gyms everywhere. No, um, I think no the, MMA gym. I all. think the um, only American person to ever really get his name as a kickboxer would probably be Benny the Jet Urquidez. Mm-hmm, yeah. I can't think of anybody else in America who's made it as a kickboxer. Yeah, I'm trying to that. Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's oh. what I mean. <laughs> oh wait, maybe Steven Seagal. Maybe Steven Seagal Steve made it as kickboxer. Seagal and Van Dam, you know, uh, maybe Chuck Norris too. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's never been a big sport. I, I, I don't, I never understood it either because it's like that's what most people want to see is a stand up. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's just how it's always been. Because mm-hmm. when I when I did it, it was always no. Everybody's watching boxing. Nobody's watching kickboxing. So and um, regarding. But, but uh, not to interrupt, uh, yeah. let's go on too long, but in, in Japan, though, um, they, they kind of respect the different arts more. Yes, yes. And that's why you can see a grappling match there and nobody complains. Mm-hmm. Anybody could be booing, like me, was watching that Frank Shamrock Sakuraba match. That was awful. Um, but, uh, but, so I think they'll be more receptive to kickboxing over there. If he, if he decides to stay with, with kickboxing, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll hurt him like it would over here. I think regarding, I wouldn't want to see a kickboxing thing on every show, to tell you the truth. Maybe once on every other show. I still see Ryzen as an MMA promotion, first and foremost. And I want, I think that Nasakawa should try to go to MMA. I mean, he is undefeated technically in MMA, and I think there's just a lot more opportunities for him there, and especially at his age. I mean, he's a hundred. Isn't it? What is he? A hundred and four in kickboxing? A hundred wins? Yeah, something like that. He's uh, <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. He's I'm telling you, he's really talented. And and see, but that could just be his thing, man. Like. You know, not everybody wants to do MMA. That's true, yeah. Believe it or not, there's tons of people that just want to do jiu-jitsu. Uh, do yes. They don't want to do MMA. They, they have no interest in it whatsoever. Um, and it's, it could just be his thing, man, where he's just just wants to kickbox. Um, I can't blame him for it, but um, it's a great sport. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I think every event they could have something. Maybe not always the same. Like maybe one event's got some, you know, a kickboxing match. The next one's got like a grappling match. So make sure Frank Shamrock ain't on it. And then, uh, and then you know whatever have stuff here and there. And I, th- I think they could um, they could get by by that. Um, I don't know if they ne- they don't need like the five kickboxing matches per event or the yeah. grand prix every event though. Um. And, uh, I, I like. I, I see it as an MMA. Yeah. First. Me too. Oh, me too. Um, uh, reg- and, and another bad transition I'm about to make regarding somebody who should who should take an interest in grappling. Uh, in the next in the finals of the women's super atomweight tournament, uh, Kana Azakura defeated Reina 
by Rear Naked Choke. And regarding who I was talking about, I, I, I was talking about Reyna, who should take an interest in grappling because it was in her... This match showed that Reyna has some pretty deep holes in her ground game. Um, what, do you think, what do you think about this, uh, how this fight went? They went as I, I thought. Um, she, like I said, like even you go back and you watch all of her, her fights uh, in Ryzen, except for the one where she did the shoot boxing match, but the yeah. MMA matches she's done, um, she, the, her, her, her grappling's always been weak. And uh, she and she's a um, she is a slow starter. She she and that's what happens. Like uh, that Dora Periesh got her almost yep. armbar her like twenty seconds into the yep. first round. Yep, that's her you know thing. And and that's what I thought Irene Rivera could have done to her. That's what I was kind of seeing the angle she could have took. But she you know she. Um, Maybe just had maybe the skill gap was just a little too much for, her. Mm-hmm. but but kind of Asakura, you know, she just bulldogged her and <laughs> and um, and yeah, like I said, it's just her grappling's weak, and she's gonna have to really focus on that. Obviously, her stand up's fantastic. She's gonna at least have to learn how to do the Chuck Liddell thing, where you stuff a takedown and make them pay for it mm-hmm. and keep it standing. But she's gonna have to really work on that because. I, I think she, she. Otherwise, everybody's just going to submit her all the time. She, you know. Was it this match where she, where Kana got got her an armbar and she was kicking her head? Or was that I know that was that a different match? I'm thinking of. Um, uh, was that Andy Wynn? Was she? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh man, see, it's been too long since this <laughs> event. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. I know that there's that defense, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, well, I you know I th- I thought Reina was going to win this. I thought this entire tournament was was for Reina's to. Uh, to win, and I was I was shocked when uh, when Kana submitted her. Well, did she even submit her? She didn't. She I think she just passed out. She didn't even tap out. Yes, she choked her out. Um, and you know I don't think this this loss will affect Reina, but it definitely this definitely ups Kana uh, Azakura's uh, her her stock a lot. Yeah, and she, you know that's really going to boost her her credibility and her. And her drawing power in Japan, I think that's really gonna. But I think uh, you've you've said everything that uh, that's Reina has to do. She just has to that submission, that ground game and submission defense. She has to, she has to improve upon that because she, she goes against any other high level fighters that get her to the ground, and it could be over in seconds. Yeah, I mean, um, what is she? She's got like. This was her first loss, and uh. Um, but she's but she's she's so used to shoot boxing. Yeah. And um, so she can submit you standing up <laughs> with you know with boxing gloves on. But yeah, it, it, it's the ground game part that that always gets her. You know, just like like I said with Taha, it's the same thing. They both kind of got to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and 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 also just take down defense as well. As, as yeah, just take down defense. I mean. Sprawl and brawl, that used to be the big thing. I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, but, you know, that was the thing, man. Just sprawl, yep. get out of it, and make them pay for it, you know. Hook them, uppercut, whatever, and, or knee. And, um, and uh, she, she just really, like, she shouldn't even focus on striking at all. She's already good at that. Just She needs to spend a full camp just working on grappling, period. Find the best grappling. Grappling coach, she can. Uh, she's got to go 
come here to the United States, wherever she's got to go to to get the the best grappling. She can't go train with Ben Askren or something. I don't know if she <laughs> just needs to really boost her, her her grappling defense. And if she doesn't she doesn't really have to be good at the offensive part of it, just enough to get out of those situations to get back on her feet and 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 work her on her strengths. Uh, yeah, absolutely agree. And um, I think I think she, uh, who do you think she should fight, face next, uh, Reina? Um, Maria Oliveira would be fun. I think they both stand up. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have to really, even though even though Maria has some like jujitsu and stuff. I think she prefers to just stand up and strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that could be an option. Um, well, it's because she fight the. I don't know if there's too many other girls. I mean, I, well, they what you know, the, probably they're going to push for the rematch with Asakura. Yeah, that's probably going to be the the big thing there. Um, that's what I was talking about before. Is there's just a lot of a lot of people want rematches and stuff. I think the main ones though that need a rematch is you know Cape and McCall and King Reina and Dandwa. Well, um, how about I got this for a possible match? What do you think about Reina versus Ring? Uh, uh, do you think Ring Nakai can get down to Adam Waits? Uh, I'd love to see her back, but a lot of people are saying that because her husband's crazy that uh, she's burned her bridges with Ryzen, so... Yes, I've heard, I've heard about that as well. Um, yeah, so, but I'd love to see her back in. Yeah, or, I'd, oh, uh, uh, how can I forget this? What about Alyssa Garcia versus Reyna? Yeah, that's another possibility, too. Um, that'd be a fun one. Um. Yeah. Why not? I. Um, they're both coming off. Lo- they're both coming off losses, and you know, um, it would be a good test to see if uh, Reina learned from her mistakes from this match. Yeah. That. See, but it's, <laughs> if you want to push, if they want to push Reina is the big deal if she gets submitted again. Well, I don't think she could. Alyssa Garcia would submit her. I I think that if she could maybe wrestle, I guess the term the rest of the term wrestle fuck I'm gonna use. I hate to use that term, but that's that's how I could see the match going. But I I could see Reyna finishing her. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think though. I don't think anybody. Uh. Yeah, I could. I, I don't know. Rena's finished a lot of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yes. um, yeah. Um, it, it, that's also a possibility. I'm trying to think of the height difference. <laughs> if it's going to be as drastic as it was with the, because it's the thing that screwed over Alyssa Garcia against Oliveira was she was so much shorter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like the Lagrasse Alclair situation. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they're similar. If they're similar height, um, I, I, I. I could see Garcia maybe submitting her. Um, well, if Lagrasse could get down to 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 grappling is is that bad? If, if Lagrasse could get down to to that weight, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that match. Uh, Reina versus Lagrasse. I don't know skill wise though if that would. Um, that's what I'm saying. We we yeah. don't know enough about her. That's why I'd like to see her fight a few other places first. No, oh, no, I got um, you. I got you. And see, um, but or unless I mean, 
defeat or somebody to get get her a W. <laughs> well, you know how they how, how they do it in wrestling. You know, uh, if, if you after you come off a main event loss, they, uh, used to be they feed you to a jobber. You defeat him in five minutes and then work your way back up to the main event. It's your credibility bag, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not not that Arena should lose any credibility. I mean, oh no, not absolutely uh, none. Asakura, I mean, you see what she did to Maria Oliveira. I mean, she yes. just like manhandled yeah. her, and so. Um, she's obviously, if you're going to lose anybody, lose to somebody legit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, honestly though, I think the, the big thing is going to be, they're going to push for the rematch maybe immediately with, yeah. uh, Asuka and Marina. It's probably going to be the next. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I would, I would like to see her fight one person before that. I would too. No, I would too. Yeah. On her grappling and see how it progresses. Like you're saying, maybe Alyssa Garcia, that could be a good test. I feel like I feel like Kana though is is so ahead of her though that like I don't know if like she would have enough time to like to just get. I feel like Alyssa Garcia, even though Alyssa Garcia is trained by Josh Barnett, she's her grappling is is not. It's it's weird because you know Alyssa Garcia defeated uh, uh, Kana, uh, but she but Kana defeated. It's that whole MMA math thing that you hear so much about. Yeah, no, I don't get, you know, it's just styles, man, yeah. styles, fights, you know, they say, and, um, and, and see, Alyssa Garcia could be the kryptonite for Kana, that's, and that's just the way it is, you know, and, um, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see Rena and, uh, and, uh, Alyssa Garcia, that would be interesting. Um, and, uh, regarding the last, uh, the final match that typed, uh, that topped off this event, uh, the Bantamweight Grand Prix Final. Um, was uh, Kyochi Horiguchi defeating Shintaro Ishiwatari uh, by knockout in the second round? Um, other than you know, I I I pick Horiguchi to win this. I think, yeah, I think I, I think everybody did. <laughs> um, I think it would have been very interesting if Manel Cape had won. I think that would have been interesting in the long run. But you know, Horiguchi's just uh, he's just on an, he's on, on another level. Um, and uh, as a as a uh, well now as a bantamweight, uh, but also as a flyweight, really, he went up went up a weight class, and he defeated people that were bigger than him. Um, yeah, what do you think about what do you think about this? Did you 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 probably picked Horiguchi to win? I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I I had Horiguchi winning, but um, I figured it'd be a little bit more even match than what it ended up kind of being. Um, mm-hmm. And um, not not like. Uh, Ishwatari got just like completely thrashed, but it was it wasn't as close as I thought it'd be. But Horiguchi, like I said, he's I mean he's number one, number two in the world, you mm-hmm. know. Um, which I'd like to see Mighty Mouse come to Ryzen and fight him under those rules. I think. Oh yes, that that is my dream to have Mighty Mouse be in Ryzen, but I don't think that's gonna be happening for a while. Yeah, no, but. Uh, I don't think he beats Horiguchi under those rules. No, I, it'd be interesting. Yeah, just as that whole entire rule, new, you know, kicks to the ground. Um, I don't know if they if they would allow the elbow. Ring, the cage, you know, you're, um, there's angles, you know. And yeah. There's, you know, a cage is like a big circle. You just run around and yeah. circles all day. What you, I'm sure you've seen people like running away from each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. And, I t- and, and, and Burchek and Dan Dwa talked about it, how fighting in a cage is so much different than fighting in a ring. And that's, you know, a lot of people point to Krokop, why he was so successful in uh, Pride as opposed to UFC, just because uh, the way to line up his kicks was 
he could just do it so much more easily in a ring, uh, based on the the the, the formation, the, the the shape of the ring, as opposed to a cage, which is which is in the octagon form. And a lot of people point that was why Krokop was not so successful in UFC. Yeah, and you'll see it go both ways too. You see guys really good in cage, and they get in a ring, and they don't do as good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. You get used to a certain way, and then just and then kind of. That's why I'm con- um, I'm convinced so many Japanese fighters don't have success in UFC because they do rings for most other of uh, the matches in Japan, and when they come to UFC, it's their first time in a cage, and it's like, oh, well, they're like in a new environment. Yeah, it's like complete because uh, Rin the Kai didn't do as uh, well. No, 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 she no, she did not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I I don't know I, I just prefer a ring anyway. The visibility so much better. Oh yeah, yeah stupid little pinholes everywhere, you know, and you know. Uh, no grabbing. You can't. You can't grab the cage, which some people get away with, and other people don't for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, it seems da- more dangerous too. Like your toes can get stuck in there. Your fingers. Oh yeah. You uh, your your face runs up, r- rubs up against the cage. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's more likely to bleed than if your r- face rubs up against the ropes. Yeah, that's exactly right. That would probably be. I, I remember back, man. They even have. They didn't even. You know where the the cage panels meet. Yeah. To not even have padding on that. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think there's even been a few instances where the ca- where cages have, at least uh, maybe in the amateur scene, where cages have they weren't properly locked, and the fighters both tumbled out of the ring when they ran into each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep, I've seen that. Um, yeah, man. And a lot of it's mostly the amateur stuff you'd see too. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking back like oh, what was this? 2002, 2003. But the, yeah, you'd see the like the the. Where the cage panels meant there wasn't even padding there. People just bust the back of their heads on it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I that, that that's more um, where somebody get cut than the rope. I, I still don't buy that. Yeah. Um, and plus, the cool thing about the ropes is you can see a MMA fighter run against the ropes and then get cold clocked by uh, Gabby Garcia. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, didn't Kishi too? He, he kind of did like the Ultimate Warrior thing. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's always fun. <laughs> um, uh, Alexander Oxy used to do that. He, he did that with uh, Shamrock and Pride. Um, Shamrock made him pay for it, but <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought this was—I thought the December thirty-first show was a great show. Um, for regarding um, my fight night, it has to be Yachi versus Gomi. Um, and for uh, the performance of the night, Asakura submitting Reina. And Yachi uh, submitting uh, Gomi were my uh, performances. Um, you have a fight of the of the show or performances of the show? Uh, those are pretty much the same ones, man. Um, yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of the. I mean, the other ones were great too. They all had merit, but um, yeah, those. I mean, those were the two that impressed me, especially with uh, kind of Oscar. Was an upset to everybody. Yes. I mean, Twitter was going crazy with people like yeah. You know, <laughs> the gifts were going. Were, were the the gifts were a plenty. The gift reactions were a plenty. Yeah, and so um, so yeah, I mean the, the huge performance. And because not only did she beat Rena, but she did. She dominated Aloe Vera too. So you have to yeah. give her give her that. Um, and then Horiguchi as well. You know, just just on his own little level over there. So yeah. Um, and, uh, but the fight for me, like I said, the fun one, or the, they were all fun, but the one that really excited me was the, was the Yachi Gomini fight. Yeah. 
Because I'll be honest, I thought that Yachi was just going to blitz Gomi, going to be an, a quick knockout, but no, it, it was, it was, it was, that was a, uh, it was a, sh- a short, a short war, but it was a fun war. Yeah, and I, I thought it was going to be uh, a highlight reel knockout like the Ishiwatari Pechi fight, but it ended up getting a submission, so that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and it was, it was more competitive than I thought it'd be, because I was like, again, yeah, you know, because Yachi had him. And then Gomi came back and started wailing on him, and it was just back and forth, and it was great, man. That, that was my favorite fight. Mm-hmm. Now, I w- want to go into ratings for this show. Now, are you familiar how how Japan does their ratings for television shows? Uh, somebody tried to explain. I think it's like... The percentage... percentage it's like... like a million. Yeah, it's like the percentage of the country is actually watching. So they do in percentages, either as opposed to us with the Nielsen ratings, where it's like three point eight million people watched so and so, and so they do it by percentages. And I have the percentages right here, and the highest percentage was for the Reina. It looks like uh, Reina and Crocop, uh, which is at six point two percent, with the lowest being at four point three percent for the Horiguchi match. Um. Do you have any thoughts on why the ratings were may have been l- lower for uh, Horiguchi? Uh, that's what I've mentioned before. Is he may not be the draw like they want him to be. He might not be the cult of personality they want. Because like I said, tension's big. Mm-hmm. Rain is big. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, again, uh, yeah. Uh, tension's ratings were six point four percent when he was uh, had his match. Yeah. So he just may not. Maybe. Maybe people need time to warm up to him, or maybe they just, you know, some people just aren't uh, just a big of a draw as they, as they maybe should be. But, you know, even if you're really dominant and you're really good, um, or it could just be because people know they probably figure, ah, he's going to win, so they just don't, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they well, I kind of figured that since they, that they want to go for a Japanese versus Japanese main event match, because that would probably draw the audience, because that's what I thought. And apparently that's not what happened. If it's, it's, See, I don't buy that. I, I think, um, and I've had that discussion with people before too. Is like when Pride at its peak, the most popular fighters, barely any of them were Japanese, other than like Sakuraba and you know, maybe Takayama and stuff like that. But most of them were American or from Europe, you know, mm-hmm. or Brazil, you know. <clears throat> like the big stars weren't really necessarily Japanese um, and I don't think they have to be to intrigue people people love Rampage Jackson um, mm-hmm. Vanderlei Silva you know Crow uh, Cop Fedor so uh, I don't know enough about the Japanese because they said there's like two big TV shows or something that were on at the same time yes too. yeah I don't know the culture there maybe is that like America's Got Talent or something. Maybe it's just some big thing that, you know, I, I don't know the uh, culture there with the TV watching that maybe they all wanted to watch that. Maybe it was something they've been anticipating, you know. Um, or, you know, and I don't know what they do there locally either with promoting. Maybe they didn't promote it enough. Maybe it just, who knows, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of... Um, gray area there because I don't know what they do over there mm-hmm. as far yeah. as advertising and marketing um, and like I said you know maybe uh, Horiguchi's just not 
clicking with with the audience there. Do you for think some reason. Do you, they need to figure that out? Do you think there's maybe a similarity? No, because I I know a lot of people say. Well, the American mixed martial arts fans will say, "Oh, the, nobody wants to see the 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 lighter weight, the smaller guys." Which obviously is not true in this case when tensions match is getting high ratings. So obviously, it's not the size thing. It's not. It's, it's, there's no size issue at all. Um, Why would it be a size thing when the average Japanese, you know, person is smaller than in like you know a Nordic country or something yeah. like that? So it wouldn't even matter. If they're just you know. But so, do, you, do you think that maybe it's just like a case with Demetrius Johnson, where Demetrius Johnson, no matter how good he is, he's just, the audience just doesn't, or do you think it's too early to tell for Gucci? I think it's too early to tell, but it could be that case where it's just no matter what, people just don't gravitate mm-hmm. towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, like I said, the main event, you know, like you said, uh, the main event, you know, on the 29th was Cape McCall. It wasn't, you know, Horiguchi yeah. and Alvera, you know. Yeah. And that's how I think a lot of people felt. I mean, so, um, I, you know, and I don't know how he interacts with people. I noticed a lot of the Rising Fighters, though, they seem to be reclusive. So that mm-hmm. does not help most of them. Mm-hmm. Most of them, you know, when you're not, you know, you look at a UFC fighter, they're interviews, 10 million a, a week, you know what I mean? They're always promoting mm-hmm. themselves, whereas with Rising Fighters, you don't see them doing that as much. So it, it could be a simple case of that. Maybe he's just not promoting his brand, which he should be, you know, promoting himself, doing local radio interviews, stuff like that. I don't know what his fan interaction is mm-hmm. over there. Well, well, well uh, I don't know how much interaction you have with the Ryzen PR uh, people, but one of the things, one of the problems also is that a lot of the Japanese fighters don't speak a lot of English. I know that Horiguchi speaks some English, um, but I don't think on a on a a level where he can promote himself to an English audience. No, 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 no. I mean promoting himself to the Japanese. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like I don't know what he's doing over there. I see. Okay. Uh, okay. I got. Yeah, it. yeah. Because um, I think doesn't he train in America? Yes. So he's, AKA, I think he does. Yeah. So he's not even there most of the time, probably. So it's like. Uh, you could do phone-in interviews, but like th- those public appearances, all that little silly stuff that people think don't doesn't really matter, it really helps. But I mean, look at anybody that's successful. Um, you know, like uh, like you said earlier, Conor McGregor or something. He would never turn down media. Yeah. When he when he was young, up and coming, and all that. So that's how they got to be. And if you're not going to be like that, then you're just you know. And I'm not saying that's what he's doing. I just don't know. And we'd have to. Ask somebody, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how is he well, over there? I know over there that they do radio interviews. They do, uh, uh, well, I know that, I don't believe Horiguchi did any, but I know that Reina and Nasakawa are doing shows on, like, Japanese daily TV shows. And surprise, surprise, they're the draws. Yeah, they're the draws. And, you know, I don't know if it's more of that Horiguchi's not being asked to do this, or if he just doesn't, or just because, yeah, like you said, he trains in America. Like if it wouldn't make sense for him to come all the way to Japan just to do an interview, then go back to uh, wherever he trains to uh, to just do a thirty a fifteen minute interview for the Japanese audience. Yeah, but they, I mean they got a satellite. I mean you see it on the news all the time. They got the satellite hookups, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. It may be a little more complicated. Um, but, well, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to think on CNN or something where they. You know, we got somebody in another country or place, yeah. and we split them or whatever. 
But it seems uh, but like he may be not into doing media, and that's going to affect his ability to draw, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, because you know, remember all those magazines that Raina was on the cover of, and she, you know, she's. I don't know if it's just her people, if it's Ryzen, but she's clearly something is going right with her promotion of her as a fighter, and people are grabbing onto that. And for some reason, you know, and he, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know if, if, if it's Ryzen or if it's Horiguchi himself that's just not, that's not getting his name out there. Yeah, and uh, that's how you gotta be, like, like I've seen, I think I've seen some covers with Masakawa on them as yes. well, like from, from the Japanese accounts I follow on Twitter and stuff, and I haven't seen any with Horiguchi. I haven't seen. I see um, King Rain always hanging out with fans. I see. Yeah. You know, I see nothing from Horiguchi. So that could be why he's just. People are like, well, maybe not screw the guy, but they're just like they don't know him. They're, yeah. They don't really. You know, there's nothing there. He doesn't interact with anybody. He doesn't. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't, but it doesn't seem like he does. So that is going to affect your ability to draw. Like a lot of, I know a lot of fighters that just want to train and fight, train and fight. They don't. Screw doing media. I don't want to interview with nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to. But that's what you're going to have to do if you want to make a name for yourself and make money. And, you know, we mentioned before, I mean, Al Cape, he got down. He got his name out there. And now he, you know, he's a talk of the town everywhere. Every, he's, he's, he's the guy that everybody wants to fight now. Yeah, Atsuka wants to fight him. Taha wants to fight him. Um. Uh, oh, uh, McCall wants the rematch as well, and Burchek wants to fight him as well. And then there's Burchek. Cape really wants Burchek next, <laughs> and so. But it looks uh, like Burchek was getting Otsuka next. That's what he seemed to imply on his Twitter. Yeah, he said that's what he wants next is uh, Otsuka. Um, but to be honest, I, I think the Cape. Burchek fight would be so much more entertaining. I think it would. Oh no, those two. It would have. A, they would have great. It would be great with the two of them. It absolutely would. It would. And Burchek, you know, um, you know, he's zero three right now in Ryzen. This could be something that lights a fire under his ass a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, gets it not not to where he gets silly and start making mistakes, but maybe it gets him a little bit more aggressive to to finish. Yeah. Uh, this could be what it, that could be what he needs actually. You know, is is something that'll fire him up a little bit more. Um, you did so, you did have a suggestion on Twitter about how they should do the fight. You said that it should be was it you? Well, I think it was you who said that Taha should fight McCall and then Burchek should fight Cape and then the winner of Taha McCall gets the winner of Burchek and Cape. Was that what you said? Uh, no, I think somebody else said that. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. But, uh, no, but they should fight. A, like, Taha could fight, um, hell, he could fight Horiguchi Nice or whoever, uh, Ishiwatari or something like that. Uh, or Pechi, he could fight Pechi, Taha and Pechi. Um, but he could, he could, uh, he, Taha could, because I know Taha wants to fight him too, but Taha could yeah. fight somebody else for right now. Because the big storyline is, is gonna be, like I said, uh, on a video I just made, like, a few days ago, um, is like Rampage Jackson with Battle Arts when he was fighting with those guys. And mm. first he fought McCall, then he fights Burchak, and then he rematches McCall. Like that's 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 the way they should go with that mm-hmm. because that that'll draw intrigue. 
Um, you know, he fought McCall, and then he's going to fight his friend, and then he's going to rematch McCall. And um, there's really no that, that like that will you know if they do it right that will draw money. And uh, I think I think Cape knows that too, and that's why he's pushing for that because he knows that's what will at the end of the day draw the most eyeballs and, and make the most money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Taha uh, Taha did say on Twitter that he is returning to Ryzen in May, so it looks like he is booked for a fight. It looks like he is definitely returning, but as for who he's fighting, um. Actually, how did Cape and Taha get into that, into the Twitter beef? Who called out who exactly? Uh, I think Taha said it first. They went to fight. I think I think everybody wants to fight him though because they know that that's going to be the big fight. Yeah. <laughs> so you know they know that, and so that they're, they're all calling them out. So Cape, I mean, all the uh, I would say all of it, but most of the the powers in his hands, man. The, the to um, you know, pick who he wants things, and he, he's pretty he's pretty hell bent on. He wants Birchak next. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean Taha, he's a great fighter. So I I I, I wouldn't doubt that they already got him booked for May against somebody. Um, hopefully they release names, man. I hate that when they like make you wait last second because oh. we got nothing to talk about. <laughs> I know, I know. And then when they had the press conference. They'll have the Japanese fire, and then they'll just bring out a picture of the uh, of the person who they'll be facing. Yeah, usually, yeah, they got the cardboard. Yeah, the cardboard cutout, which they did with Gabby Garcia. I think uh, was it Gabby Garcia and Shinobu Kandori. Yep, and um, <laughs> well, they did it with somebody. Uh, it wasn't Horiguchi. It was someone in the bantamweight tournament. Though they had a cutout of some. Oh, oh, was it McCall? I think it was McCall. Can't remember now, but it, one of the ones too for the bantamweight, they had like a cardboard cutout of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, there's all kinds of different matchups they got with the bantamweights, atom weights, and see that now the heavyweight division's decimated. I want to say completely decimated, but they lost uh, Ali Akbari, so it's like uh, man, he's, that's he's with ACB now, right? Yeah, he, he went over there, so it's like. Do you know, actually I want to ask, do you know more, because from the way on Twitter, it's, the way he worded it was, I don't want to say it didn't seem amicable, but the way he said it was, uh, sorry Ryzen, I've got to now focus on my future. It sounded like, it, it doesn't sound like an amicable separation. Do you know anything more about that? No, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Um, who knows, you know what I mean, like. It's a fight game. Everybody's got like hot tempers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? not all of them, but a lot of them do. You know, some of them like hot heads and stuff. So who knows? Uh, um, but um, doesn't ACB though? They got like a lot of drug money or something, and that's why they. It's Russia. I think isn't it Russia somewhere in Russia? Um, I think it's based out. It might be based out of there or something. I think yeah, I, heard, it's, I don't know if it's ACP. There's one of those promotions though. It's like a lot of dirty money's involved or whatever. Uh, Burkut, which is in uh, yeah, that's in Chechnya, Russia. That's where their headquarters are. Um, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, don't be surprised. It's ACB. <laughs> yeah, ACB, absolute co- championship. Burkut. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised check. if there's. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you know, he probably went over there just for the. <laughs> The now, money, the, the, regarding heavyweight, though, that brings up the question, Um, what about Mark Hunt? He said he wants to go to Japan after he's on UFC. Yeah, I'd love that. Do you think he definitely goes to Ryzen, though? Oh, man, I don't know. Now, with him complaining about steroids and everything, I don't know if he would. But he should. I mean, that's, you know, 
I think him and, him and Crow Cop would mm-hmm. be great. Uh, maybe even him and Yuri or something. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, Mark still got a nasty hand, man. He'll knock somebody out. Cole, I, I feel like the, the issue with Hunt and UFC was that they actually do drug testing. And when they allow fighters... Well, you know, his whole thing was that he thinks that they, that, that they knew about the Brock Lesnar thing. They still had him fight against Brock Lesnar. So it seems like his oh, issue... I'm, sorry about that? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised either. But it, I think his issue has it's always stemmed from if you're going to do drug testing, actually do... Actually dole out the punishments that should be suffice for people who break... Because he said he wanted all of Brock Lesnar's um, purse, I think, for him failing the drug mm-hmm. test. And, yeah. you know, you know, I think in Ryzen, um, I, I, as far as we know, we, they don't do any type of uh, performance-enhancing drug test, as far as I know, but I think, you know, if the idea is that, you know, well, you know, he, fought, he probably fought people in Pride that were on his roids, but that, you know, that didn't stop him from, from knocking out people. Um, I think it's more of his... It's not Rampage either. Rampage said he, he didn't do... Performance enhancing yeah. anything when he first started, and yeah. he was knocking people out, power bombing them, and everything. I think the issue was that is that UFC isn't doing that much to punish the offenders, and that's why he doesn't like it. And also that he may, yeah, they may have UFC may have known about Lesnar in advance, but they still let the fight go on. Yeah, I, I can see that, I, I, especially when they uh, were desperate for trying to pay back their loans and all that. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know they always book him for those Japan shows and for the Australia shows, and he's always getting he's always got a, a, a hero's welcome whenever he gets when he's on those Japan shows. Um, I think, oh yeah, I mean if he if he comes back uh, to Japan, you know, in his uh, you know under Ryzen or whatever, I'm sure that place would would love it, man. Um, I know I would. I would uh, too. Yeah. You know any any original Pride guy coming back is awesome. Uh, I mean, not that he was just probably 2K1 and all that as well, but um, I think a lot of people know him from, from his MMA. But, um, yeah, it'd be cool to, to to see him back. I don't know if he's, like, doesn't he still have fights under his contract over there? I think it's, I think about three or four more matches. He's actually booked for um, an upcoming fight uh, for Australia. Um, I don't remember the exact fire, but, uh, yeah, he's on the Australia card um, for that. Um but yeah, you know, he comes to Ryzen. He, I'm sure he'll be welcomed welcome with open arms by Takada and Sakaki Bara and the audience. Um, uh, and actually, uh, speaking of other possible Ryzen news, I just want to go over some things that were um, so an interview that Sakaki uh, uh, had um, where he talked about the future of Ryzen in 2018. And one of those things was increasing the number of events up to six this year, um, including a show possibly in the U.S., um, do you think that will happen this year, or do you think that's them maybe overthinking um the reach um for twenty eighteen? I, I I want it to be here. Trust me more than anybody. <laughs> uh, but with our crappy commissions and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Like, well, they could do it in Texas. Like, you know, is Texas okay? <laughs> Texas. Uh, they could do it here. They could do it in Michigan, um, but they had to do it on an Indian reservation. But Texas um, was the one that they sanctioned the CM Punk Mickey Gall uh, fight. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna sanction that, you're sanctioning anything. Uh, uh, they should have had him fight the Power Ranger. Oh yeah, but 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know if U.S. Somebody was saying China too, though. China might make more sense right now. Actually, sorry, I just want to correct myself. It wasn't Texas; it was Ohio that uh, that it was in. Not um, I think Ohio's also Ohio is known for having weird rules as well um, for the commission. Then they don't let their amateurs do anything. <laughs> yeah, but they'll let a, an O and O fighter fight a uh, a three and O fighter, whatever he was. Um, actually did legit, you know, training and uh, been training for years. And a guy that you know was a, a wrestler, but he wasn't trained in anything. You know? <laughs> so. Hey, WWE former WWE champion is not an easy feat. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the, uh, U.S. See, the thing is, is pride when they came to the U.S. Yeah, didn't get as quite the reception as it should have either, though. Well, wasn't one of their, their their one of the best shows they ever had was the Diaz and Gomi um, Las Vegas match um, card. Um, I'm trying to remember which Pride that was. Um, God, I know. Oh God. Um, but that match, I, me- I remember that that card. I remember that being one of their best cards ever. Um, uh, do you remember much about that card? Um, no, because I have to go back and, and look at them. I got them on DVD. I have to go and dig them up, but. Um, the, the event, I know the event was good, but it was just like the reception wasn't. You mean like the, 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 uh, the drawing of the attendance? Like the, just the reaction and then afterwards, it just didn't seem like it, like it clicked. I see. With people, you know what I mean? Like it should have. Because it was a great event, but yeah. just, for so, whatever reason, it it didn't just he, like how we're talking about Hort Gucci, like what's not working with Demetrius Johnson. Like there's something about it that just didn't. I don't know if it's just uh, people don't like the aesthetics of it, like the Japanese style, um, which is weird though because they love like WWE, which is you know with the big production and everything. Um, yes. So I don't know. I don't really know what it was. Um, people are fickle. I don't know. <laughs> so you think that China? Well, you think they'll they'll probably do a show in China? China was the name that came up, and uh, time, you know, time zone wise, it would make more sense for the Japanese to watch um, something that's going to happen in China versus here. Like how we're forced to like stay up till one a.m. You know, it starts screwing with how you know the times they watch. Uh, normally, that might tank some of their Japanese ratings, but uh, China, you know, there'd be similar time zone, won't be off too far. And um, culturally, you know, they're different, but in the martial arts front, they're kind of similar, you know. And so I think it could sell over there, right? Like, I want them to come to the U.S., but maybe in a few years, maybe like by 2020 or something. Now, actually, there was something interesting uh, on their Wikipedia page for 2018. They do have a show um, listed for August 2018, but it's listed as location to be announced. And what interestingly enough, Pancreas is is interested in doing a show and in Las Vegas and apparently in August as well. So what I was thinking was that what could happen is that Ryzen and Pancreas could maybe do a joint show in Las Vegas. That would be I don't know how how would they do would they would they Pancreas finally go back to a ring <laughs> you know for one night at least. Well, I, I just um, I just think it's weird that because because Pancreas uh, I think uh, it was announced. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, the um, the Scottish MMA guy um, who I follow. I forgot his name right now, but he said that 
they're trying to do a show in Pancreas, uh, Pancreas is trying to do a show in Las Vegas this year. That's their goal. And now with Ryzen wanting to do a show in presumably United States, and with this August show not being determined, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know, that's a little bit too much of a coincidence, if you ask me. Uh, maybe, though, but there's always events, man. Um, you know, uh, USC or Bellator would be like on the same night or whatever, mm-hmm. similar. Well, so it, it happens. It could just be a coincidence. I, like, uh, it'd be cool, um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if coming to the U.S. right this second is uh, the way to go. Like, maybe not even China. Like, it may be best right now to just stay in Japan for a minute and then uh, worry about it. Because you've got to remember, Pride took them years before they ever came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... I want to really rush that if I was um, right, you know, right this second. And actually, I was thinking about that. If they were to do a show in the U.S., it would probably have to be with Bellator. That's what, that's, if they still, I don't know if they still have a uh, thing with Bellator, but that's the only thing I could see actually happening. Yeah, that's always a weird thing. Like, they're supposed to have, like, a relationship like they do with Deep and, and, um, uh, Rise and all these other promotions out there in Japan. But it's like they don't trade talent. They don't really interact like, uh, you know, like you would think they would, like with um, uh, Pancrase and, and other places. Like they don't, they don't intermingle. They're, you notice the Bellator fighters don't intermingle with them. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, I don't know what the relationship is there with Bellator. Maybe when Jerry Millen left, it kind of, I don't know if it severed things or if it, um, or what, because the whole thing with Fedor and all that, I don't know what, it just, it just doesn't seem like they're just on the, uh, working together as, as close as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, the other thing also to come out was uh, regarding a, this year, a lightweight or featherweight tournament uh, for men. Um, and it looks like Crone Gracie is going to be the deciding factor in this, uh, for at least the, uh, featherweight, um, tournament. Um, do you have any thoughts on what would you prefer to see, or any thoughts regarding a lightweight or featherweight tournament? Uh, a featherweight would be good. You get Oliveira in there, get Crone Gracie in there, Yachi. So, um, Could you put Kawajiri in there, you think? Yeah, yeah, you could throw him in there too. I don't think he'd win it, but <laughs> but he could be a good challenge for somebody. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, who knows though? Because you know, with Grand Prix, you know, if somebody gets hurt, you can. I mean, you never know what never know what's going to happen when it's Grand Prix. But um, uh, yeah, put Kawajiri in there. There's, they got they got enough for that, you know, to to, to make that work. Um, and that could be what they use as a launching pad. Uh, you know, to me, I think a uh, favorite out of there would be Yachi. I'd love to see Oliveira and Yachi, actually. That'd be a really good fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, if they do a, a, a lightweight, um, I don't think I don't think Yachi could get down to featherweights. Um, what do you... No, I don't... Uh, no, no, no. I don't think that Yachi could get that down to featherweight. Um, but for lightweight, I could definitely see Yachi being the... Uh, the front runner of that tournament, if they put him in there, um, maybe uh, Kidoka as well. Um, yeah, put him in there. Um, trying, uh, I'm trying to think of who. Um, 
Uh, I'd say crutching, but I don't know if he's like on the rocks with him or what. Um, Who's that? I'm sorry. Uh, Crookshank. Uh, oh, Crookshank. Uh, yes, yes. Um, he's, he's been MIA ever since. Uh, I think was it the Gatsby fight or yeah. Well, he did. He did commentary for one of the shows after. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he did one. Yeah, he did one commentary gig and then. Hmm. That was it. <laughs> um, I, I haven't heard anything about him being uh, having a severed relationship with them. Um, I'll assume it's it's still there unless I hear otherwise. But he would absolutely. He certainly would be. Um, somebody who they could definitely put in the tournament as well. Um, yeah, you could, you could have him in there if, uh, you know, they're going to work on that tournament. Um, and uh, for the females, I want to see him push for the heavyweight Grand Prix. That's what I want to see her open later. Oh, on. yes. Um, oh, yes. You know. But just the, keep Candori away. And <laughs> I mean, that would probably be easier. Let's see, you could probably have Destiny Yarborough... Uh, Lee Tapa, maybe Gabbert, I don't know, at this point. Yeah, depending on um, injury or... I don't want... I don't, even know what, I don't even know what kind of surgery she's getting, I don't know how... Like, it's, it's apparently it's has to do... Or if it's just... It's neck surgery, um, that she has to get, so, I mean, hopefully it's not, it's not, it could end her career, but, you know, um, it was enough that WWE... Decided not to sign her. Um, with, yeah, it's probably pretty bad then. <laughs> so, uh, unless they're more cautious than they used to be. Oh no, they're, they're more cautious than they used to be. But for for it, it would have, you know, this it isn't just a broken arm or, or like a, a little bit of a, a dislocated shoulder. There, if there's something in her neck that's preventing her from that's preventing W. Now the other thing was that also for WWE, she was the uh, the most she was. I think the most popular fighter uh, wrestler for her that t- women's tournament that they had, she got the, mo- the the most reaction out of everybody. So for them not to sign her, I think it's telling uh, maybe of how bad her. Uh, it's, yeah, it's probably pretty serious then. Um, obviously, how could you forget? Gabby Garcia would have to be a part of it. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that that's just a given. <laughs> what about Crystal Stokes? Yeah, Crystal Stokes too. Uh, she wants to come back this year. I think uh, for having no experience at all, she did really good. Oh, she uh, yeah. Uh, debut. No, no, she she that second round was totally her, and mm-hmm. um, I definitely after that match, I was like, I want to see her back again. So yeah, they had a, a heavyweight. Well, would it be a heavyweight or should it be open weight? I would just say open weight. Okay. Um, yeah. Which would probably mostly be heavyweight, you know. But do you put King Rain on it if it's open weight? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I would. Um, I think she's just too small. Mm-hmm. But she has defeated Lady Tapa, and she defeated uh, Gabbert. So it's not like she could not, you know... She... Oh, because you put Dan on there, too. That's another one. Ooh, oh, well... If I just do an open weight, you know. Mhm. That would be interesting. That, I, I would say that would be interesting. I mean, I think you, can, you may see what you were talking about earlier. You might see Dandwa versus uh, Garcia, Gabby Garcia. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of um. What about uh? You think they should give another chance to Oksana Gogoleva? Yeah, but I got, I'm gonna have to ask him to see what's going on with that because she there's a whole big mess that happened. 
after that eye poke or, you know, ice scrape or whatever. Um, She feels the company didn't uh, take it seriously enough or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was just heat of the moment. Maybe it's, you know, tensions have calmed. I'll ask him about it and see. Um, But, yeah, I haven't heard much out of her since then, like if she's going to continue to fight. And it's something I noticed with a lot of heavyweights is you'll see some of them, like, they'll fight once or twice, and then it's just like, the last fight was five years ago, and they, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> you know, a lot of them don't try to stick around. Maybe it was because of the um, just lack of finding promotions that had heavyweight females. Maybe that had more to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the Joaquina Bond film, she was the one complaining about wanting a heavyweight Grand Prix for women. So she could be in there, too. Uh, there was also a, uh, a, a, a actually another Mongolian fighter uh, who recently fought in Road FC, a Begmizan Kazimova, who, who did fight Destiny Yarbrough at that Road FC show, Road FC 45. And I won't lie, she didn't look that good. But if you just need someone to put in there, she is she's a heavyweight. I can tell you that. And if they're struggling to find people, they don't always do the format like they did with the kickboxing. Just put four of them in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and well, if they if they if they, if they do with open weight, they could definitely have it more open. Uh, obviously, obviously, yeah. Um, there will be a lot yeah, more to choose so from. Can, yeah, so they can kind of expand a little bit, you know, get a little creative. <laughs> they're putting in there. Now, um, one of the things I've been I've been questioning is whether they should only do grand prix or should they have actual belts? Um, I was, uh, grand prix. I I never liked. Uh, the ideas of belts, like to hold them like wrestlers, because look at you, you see with USC, they got like 5,000 interim titles. They yeah. don't mean anything. Just have them do a Grand Prix. Whoever wins, wins the tournament. It's a big, it's a big deal. Then the next year you do another. Just, and then that way you just got fights. You know, you have to worry about, oh, is this guy not defending his title or she's not defending her belt or it just, it just, you know, and, and not always on purpose, you know, but, um, you know, well, USC has their own issues because they, I think they get paid more if they're holding the belt. So yeah. as soon as someone with the belt, they try not to fight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, yeah, you get more sponsors and all that stuff? Yeah, well, you know, and uh, so I, I, I don't think they need belts. Like, I mean, you can win the belt, like, uh, for the Grand Prix, and then that's it. I, I don't think you need, like, actual, like, titles you defend. Mm-hmm. Especially because they only do, like, you know, a couple shows a year. So. Yeah. Um, I was actually just going thinking about featherweight contenders and uh, for the tournament. And uh, what about Hideo Tokoro? Adding him to that uh, to a tournament like that. Yeah, that's somebody else you can add. Um, or do you think, that, or, you, or should he just stick to 135, you think? Mm, no, because he's probably naturally a little bit bigger anyway. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's the thing too is I, I'm tired of the weight cutting. You know I wish that would go away. Um, well, only three fighters have so far not made weight in Ryzen. That's so far. Uh, I think it's pretty good record so far compared to uh, what's happened with UFC so far. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, or, or just around the world was a guy. Uh, was it UFC Japan where the guy was like they had to drag him off the scale? Oh yes. Oh, was that for UFC Japan? Or was that for was that for a uh, pancreas show? I think that was for a pancreas show. Uh, no, it's pancreas. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, just stuff like that, man. It's like, all right, come on, can we get beyond, uh, <laughs> you know, this type of stuff, man? Mm-hmm. Um, I always said, man, just make it open weight 
all, all the way around. And, you know, look, NBA, you can't be four foot tall. Yeah. And play in the NBA. Maybe you can't be 120 pounds and be an MMA. Maybe you got to be a light heavyweight, um, middleweight, or something like that. And that's just kind of the natural size you got to be to compete there or something. Like, just eradicate weight cutting altogether. I know nobody will ever go for it, but it would be safer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, re- regarding also was that um, uh, what was brought up during this interview was uh, having more uh, kickboxing matches for uh, Ryzen. And we talked a little bit about before, but do you, you said you want to see more kickboxing. Is that correct? Yeah, I love kickboxing. So the more they do, the better. Um, and I'm sure that's pretty much probably going to be geared towards tension, of course. So Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see where they're going to find new opponents for them. So. They're going to they're gonna start going into Thailand right now. Uh, well, I don't know about Thailand because probably tensions defeated everybody in Thailand by now. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's the thing. If they had, uh, you know, different guys they could bring in from other promotions, uh, they could probably swing a few people, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Um, I don't know anybody out of Rise or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Cage uh, Crush or what? Or not Cage? What's it uh, called? Uh, uh, Crush, the, oh, Crush with the K. Um, yeah. Uh, K Crushed. K, uh, I know the one you're. I know you. I know what you're talking about. I think it's about. just Crush, but it's spelled with the K instead of a C. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I apologize. I told you. I, I apologize for interrupting. Um, during the uh, promo for uh, he has um, after he won the match, he called out the the K one boxer. Um, Getting his name right now. Um, oh, uh, tension called him out, and uh, apparently that's the one that's um, people have been clamoring for. Uh, oh, so they've got it's a book. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that. Okay. Um, uh, unless you can pull it up. Uh, I'm trying to uh, Takaru Takaru from uh, K1. Okay. Okay. Um, oh get... yeah, that's probably gonna be it. Then that's probably gonna be the next. Uh, let me get a, his full name so if people want to look him up, um, they can look him up. Um, Takaru Se- Se- Segawa. Uh, Takaru Segawa. And uh, he's got a kickboxing record of thirty-two and one, uh, and is twenty-six. So not uh, not too old. I mean, a little bit older than uh, Nasakawa, but. Uh, he he is fought. He's a uh, the current K one super welterweight champion, um, and he's prime years. And uh, yeah, Nasakawa. I, I now remember this um, that he called him out by name um, after he won the uh, tournament. So that's gotta be something. I don't know how, K1... one. Like, they're probably gonna save that for New Year's. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I uh, I'll be I'm not too familiar with uh with Takaru, but apparently that's the match that uh that he wants, so I'll assume that's a good match to have uh, between the two. Uh, yeah, I mean that's you know that's gonna be that next step to see. All right, you know he's beating K one champions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know that's the next level for him. So. Uh, and then after that, if he defeats uh, Takaru, then I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Then after that, it's like all right, it's gotta be Horiguchi. It, it would have to be Hor- It would have to be Horiguchi. Or I don't know. There's because there would be nobody else I can think of. Yeah, he, he pretty much cleared out anybody in his weight. So, um, 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him this year. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's tough. I mean, you don't want to just give a guy, like, people that are clearly not as good as you. Yeah. Um, because it, it really doesn't do anything good for you anyway. I mean, if you're not challenged by anything, your skills regress anyway. So it's you want something that pushes you a little bit. So, um, it, like I said, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see where they pull these guys from. They're going to be able to actually step them, challenge them. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, it's always interesting when they release the fires names and um. I'm just trying to. F- Most of them don't have Wikipedia, so I'm on Tapology. I'm on Sure Dog, just trying to find anything on these uh, some of these fighters. And like, there's nothing. Yeah, it, it, see the thing that's what's tough. With a lot of these fighters, it's hard to get anything behind them because, um, and this probably could be hurt in the ratings too. Like I said, not just the Japanese. I, th- I think Japanese fighters probably they seem like they do a lot of media actually. You know what I mean? From what I can see from the tweets and stuff like that, you'll see them with fans and stuff like that. Yeah. But the ones that speak English, I mean, like how many Vanel Cape interviews have you heard? How many, you know, Burchak, he, he goes out and he does, interviews. he does what he should be doing. So yeah. that, um, I think McCall did a little bit, but Frank Shamrock, he didn't do anything. He, he did one. But he was also, he was, he was also a last minute replacement, um, for Dan Henderson. Uh, so I think that would also... But, but he had a platform instead of putting yeah. him like, oh, it's Van Crace versus Pride or whatever. Yeah. He was out still in some foundation he's got. Like, he wasn't even promoting the promotion or the event. Or... <laughs> I was like, right. what are you doing? I can tell you that uh, when we re- when I reached out to Anthony Burchak, it was so incredibly easy, and he was... He want, he loves talking, and that's what is great about someone like him, is that he loves talking, he loves talking up the fight. And... Yeah, just like you said, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if some of these fighters are coached or don't know how to, like, perform in front of the media. I, it's a performance, in a way. You got you gotta, you have to act a certain way. You have to, when you're in front of media, and it's, you know, people like Manel Cape and Burchek, uh know that, and they know how to, how to work that. And, you know, maybe, you know, these other fighters, you know, that's why, you know, Nobody thinks they have a chance because you know they're not. They're just saying that they respect their opponent or something like that. I don't know. What, do you have any thoughts on that? If that, some of them don't even say that. <laughs> some of them like barely have any social media. They they don't do interviews. They don't. It's like good luck with your career. I mean, if it's yeah. going to be, you know, uh, recluse like a lot of the like the ones I've been talking to that want to fight Gabby. They don't. You know, outside of like you know Lady Tap and Jazzy Gabber, but there's a lot of other ones. It's like Jacrina Bonfim. She's, you know, I think she did a thing with one article with WMMA. What's it, what's it called? Rankings, I think. Yes, well, women's w- MMA rankings. Yeah, and um, just saying that she wants to see heavyweight a heavyweight Grand Prix. That's it. Mm-hmm. See, she's got no social media. She's not out there putting her name out there. Hey, I want to fight Gabby. She's not, like, there's no like, they're not doing anything to get people interested in seeing them. So that that is, is going to make it tough to to sell mm. people because if they're not doing it here, where they speak English, um, for the for the one I'm, I'm speaking most of the ones that speak English. Um, so you know that they don't speak Japanese, so they're really not doing it over there. So it's even a harder sell to get people interested to see. I get from when my dealings with Ryzen when I went to them for for uh, arranging interviews, they basically said, "Here's their contact information. Good luck." 
that's basically how it was. And so it seems like Ryzen doesn't seem to be involved, at least in the foreigners, in the foreign fighters um, arrangement for media. Maybe they are uh, for the Japanese. They've been fine for me for the Japanese okay. fighter. Um, but they've told me there's certain ones. I really just mainly one. Rena's tough to get a hold of. Oh, well, uh, she, yeah. I saw her interview on the Ryzen website that she did. I see. <laughs> sent her uh, questions probably like six months ago or whatever it's been. <laughs> Still never heard nothing back. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not expecting it. It, it. it would be all outdated now anyway. It was about like one of these events that just happened. So. Yeah. And that was just at the time coming up. But um, but Asakura was very uh, friendly, quick to, to reply back. Uh, Yachi's very media friendly. So there's ones that are in Japan and in their about that, but they did the same thing with me, kind of. They're like, I was like, uh, you know, I'd like to get an interview with, because uh, I knew she spoke English, you know, at least to a level, was Gabby Garcia. And they're like, oh, can't you just get her on social media or something or ask her there? I was like, well, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that UFC has over them is, is they push their fighters to go out and do media. Yeah. Because, uh, Otherwise, they probably wouldn't either. Yeah, no, uh, I'm. Yeah, you know that's why there's a difference between the worlds of the Conor McGregor's and the um, and uh, the Stipe Miocic's um, of the world. Um, oh, oh, oh Stipe. Oh, that's the thing, though, right? That's yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and that's you know, uh, and it's not that you can't be great, uh, good at your sport, but even like uh, Mighty Mouse, uh, you, you know, I think he does a Twitch thing or something, but he yeah. doesn't. Do like needy. He's not out there pushing, and and if they don't want to, they don't. You know, good. I mean, I mean, whatever. Good. I mean, you do whatever you want to do, but don't complain at the same time that you know people aren't, you know, clamoring for you, and uh, you're not making as much as you think you should. You know, you, you reap what you sow when it comes to that type of stuff. And it, but like you said earlier, you're pointing out the ones who were drawing the most uh, ratings at the time were the ones in Japan who were on all the covers that were doing all the media that were, those are the ones that people see and those, and then so people get interested in them. And then that's, you know, those are the ones who draw the money. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, that's, that's really all the rising news, but I just want to go over some brief, uh, Asian, um, mixed martial arts news just briefly. And, uh, first thing was that, uh, Bob Sapp fought a bear in a strength contest. Um, this is very stupid. You can see on video, um, basically what happened is that they had Bob Sapp, uh, he, they attached pieces of meat to his body, and then they had a bear, he was in, in this glass case, and then they released a bear into, the, into this case, and basically they're pushing the, ca- the, the glass barrier between each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, is it like that Vanderlei Silva thing he's doing, that tug of war thing with the plexiglass wall yes. or whatever? Yes, yeah, exactly like that. And what ha- and it was basically uh, with a bear, and I think it was I think they did it two or three times, and the bear won. I don't know what the point of it was, but apparently Japan's still interested in Bob Sapp. Apparently, I don't know how or why. Um, did you take a dive on that one too, or <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he took a dive, um, or if he if he decided to lose it uh, intentionally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I loved uh, Bob Sapp and K One and stuff. Yeah, like, um, but. Like his antics in the past, 
decade or whatever it's been now. Uh, yeah, with the take and die, you can tell he's out there just taking a die. Hey, you know uh, what? For an easy payday. I mean, I can't blame the promoters dumb enough to pay him, knowing that, you know, or not having a clause in the contract saying, look, if you take a dive, you're fucking, you're not getting paid anything. <laughs> you know, that's what I would be doing. Um, but I, I can kind of see the appeal of Bob Sapp. I, I want to. If he's going to come back, uh, maybe hit, like he can fight Mark Hunt or something, um, and just as a retirement. That way we know we'd never have to see him again. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I... so over Bob Sapp. I am too. I don't know if I want to see Bob Sapp's first, uh, Mark Hunt's first match back against Bob Sapp. I don't know if I want to see that. Well, maybe not his first one, but I'm just saying, just in general, like, uh, I don't know, let Crocop beat him up or something. <laughs> okay, I got no problem with that. Yeah. I, um, and, uh, let's see, um, oh, oh, uh, I mentioned Pancreas is looking for that, do that show in August in 2018. Um, also, um, uh, Andy Nguyen, uh, Nguyen had a, uh, fight, uh, this past, uh, yesterday, actually, um, okay. where she fought Canadian fighter Katie Saul, and, um, Unfortunately, uh, Nguyen was uh, defeated by uh, by Saul by unanimous decision. Um, did you see the fight by any chance? Uh, no, I just got the results. Uh, Andy Wynn lost, and she just lost her father as well. Oh like, shit! I'm sorry. Uh, to hear like that. I think either the same day or the day before. So she had a lot on her mind too, um, but. Uh, yeah, I've seen the results. It seems like she's got a problem with Canadians, man. Uh, <laughs> Arizona's beat her twice. Um, she's Canadian. Yeah, like, it's just like she's got a problem with fighting Canadians. Um, and Oh, I forgot to mention this was for Came the Cage, and this their show is Mercenaries 2, which you can find free on their youth, on their uh, Facebook page. Um, but yeah, um, I watched the fight, and this did not look like the... the the uh the same fighter that we saw on Ryzen who um defeated uh, Miyu Yamamoto and um um forgetting her the other person who she fought right now um but this wasn't this, this wasn't the Krajian that we saw this was not the same fighter yeah well I mean that's not, I mean she just you know do you think we'll ever see her in Ryzen again oh I don't know Takata looked kind of pissed when uh, she did not make. Quick. Actually, I, I want to ask you about that. If she had won against Reyna, what would what would have happened in that case? I don't know. It's weird. I heard that she couldn't advance even if she won. So I don't know what the point. <laughs> because know, they do they do they, a no contest. You know, I can understand to kind of being mad because that was like a big main event. Yeah, uh, she's kind of screwed it all up. Um, so, and um, I, I think it's a, they do a no contest if the person who misses weight wins. Is that correct? Yeah, I think this would have. I think Rena would have advanced no matter what, basically. Oh, that's interesting, because that's what yeah. my friend and I were, were discussing. The uh, Declan and I, I were Rena like, "What happens if, no if Andy what? wins? Oh, that's what do they do? Is it just a, does does Rena just move on, or do they, or do they have to do a reweigh in for 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 uh, for Andy? I don't know. That would have been interesting. Mean, I don't want to say that would. I just I don't I can't remember the last time someone like missed weight for a tournament match. I just would. Uh, it's like. But uh, I remember, yeah, I saw the weigh-ins and Takata was... <laughs> Takata looked like... <laughs> yeah, his face was just like, it said it all. <laughs> and he just threw his hands up in the air, too, like, are you serious? 
It looked like um, it, it looked like reminded me of Takata when he fought uh, Gracie in the first uh, with the first Pride, and it's it just like, oh, who the who the fuck is this guy? It, it, it looked like reminded me of Takata when right he now. fought. Uh, um, um, I would hope they would give her another chance. It's, you know, I don't want to say because they gave Garcia another chance, they should give uh, Win another chance, but I do understand the tournament setting is something different, and especially because. Andy Nguyen at that point was undefeated in Ryzen, and she she was she was she was one of the fighters I was interested in seeing. It was always like I would always like to see Reina versus Andy Nguyen, but um, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say that you know people make mistakes, like Takata said again with with Garcia, um, and she's a good fighter. She's she's a very entertaining personality as well. Um, oh yeah, she's got charisma for days. Um, and uh, I think, would well, you think they should give her another chance? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, bring her in. Um, and she could, maybe she could fight Alyssa Garcia. I was actually just thinking the same thing too. I was thinking yeah, that too I as well. Yeah, there's options there. Um, I just want to see Alyssa Garcia fight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she's a fun fighter. Um. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, she's got, so there's other people she can fight there. Um, I don't know about Rena necessarily. No, I, I think, I, even if, if she had made, I think their skill levels are, are on two different levels. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, put her, um, and, and well, my Yamamoto's coming back too this year, so I don't okay, know. Okay, good, good. I, um, uh, I, I love Miu so much, but like. The mistakes she makes are are she uh, every like when I watch her fight, I see a great athlete, but the but the holes in her game are so obvious. It's just it's so frustrating to watch her fight sometimes. Yeah, well, and and it's I think it's just obviously great at wrestling, but the yeah. jiu-jitsu is not there. Oh no, not at all, not at all. So that's what gets her in trouble. I, it's it's almost on a level of like where she, I don't know if she's subconscious that she is that she's open submissions, or if it's just something she's just not like she's just not thinking about, because she's been calling submissions that she should have that are pretty are pretty easy to avoid, I think at least. Um, but yeah, that's that's her Achilles' heels is just grappling submissions. Yeah, and uh, well, I think the the last time though was more. Uh, wardrobe malfunction. Oh, oh yeah. She was, she was just like, all right, let me just tap and fix this because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, she, she, she has like a lot of pressure when she's on top. So, but she doesn't, she doesn't really fight. Well, you know what? I don't think they in those matches. I don't know if they allowed elbows because that's what's you know. I gotta. Remember which matches allowed and which ones didn't, but she should have thrown elbows if she could have and stuff like that. I, I think um, once she gets them down, she doesn't really uh, advance more. Like you know what I mean? Like she's not, she's not working for submissions or anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I all right, I got her down. Now what? Yeah, and then it just kind of her, falls apart. I also have to say her boxing is not too good as well either. Um, from what I recall, she she seems. Uh, um, it's, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of a, a, like, what comparison, but she, her, her boxing is also, is just not, 
Her wrestling is so good, but unfortunately, I don't think it's the case where, like where Reyna can get a, can just get by on her boxing. I don't think that Miu could just get on her wrestling um, at this point. Um, no. Um, at least learn some boxing. Because uh, boxing and wrestling is a good combination. Yeah. If she could at least improve the boxing, I think she could have a better chance. But I would rather just see her up her submission defense, not even her submission... Um, not her offense, just her defense so that she doesn't get caught in these submissions that she can just so easily avoid. Yeah, I mean, uh, like even just something simple as doing a neck crank to open the legs yeah. so they're not trying to triangle you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, you know, um, yeah, she's just got to work on that. I mean, you think she would learn it really quickly, already being an accomplished wrestler, um, you know, trying out for the Olympic team and all that, that she'd pick up the jiu-jitsu pretty easy, but it just doesn't seem to... Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to and, so, and her age is no factor. She doesn't look like... She She doesn't perform as, as like, a 40-year-old athlete. She performs like a 20-year-old athlete. So... Yeah, I, no, she's... Yeah, she's still fast and and with it and everything. It's just, um like, a skills gap there with the, with the jiu-jitsu part of it, like the submission defense part of it. That seems to be, you know, and then like you said too, like the stand up, you know, she's got to work on at least enough to get it to the ground and get it, you know, where she wants to be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you're getting submitted by Reyna with a, with a, with a, with a, with a guillotine choke and she, that tells you about your submission game, it's that it's not good. Yeah. With the defense. Yeah. This, yeah. So, um, uh, let's see what else I have. Oh, uh, Road FC is having... Uh, their show ne- uh, 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 next, uh, not next month, uh, March 18th, 2018, with Mighty Mo in the main event, facing Yoon Man Myung uh, for the Open Weight Championship. Uh, do you watch Road FC at all? Yeah, yeah, I love, I love Jeff Houston. Um, I will, the, uh, actually, yeah. I, I have to give your, your YouTube channel credit. They actually informed me about the Road FC show uh, last month, uh, 45 or 46, I think it was. Um, uh-huh. And that was one of my favorite shows of the year, MMA shows of the year. Um, I thought it was a great show, and um, um, I love the venue they do it at. These shows at the the uh, the Hilton Hotel, or whatever the hotel that they do it at um, mm-hmm. in Seoul, because it looks like dinner theater, but with mixed martial arts. Because everybody's dressed up in student ties, and they're looking. Yes. Like I just like that that that. Oh, we're they're dressing up for the for the uh, bloody cage fighting. Put on your best suit and dress. Um, yep. <laughs> and there's always that pimped out guy there, too. Yes. I don't know who he is, but uh, <laughs> he's always got the shades on and everything. Uh, one of my um, uh, f- uh, fighters to watch is Huggy Bear. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Barnett. Yes, Chris Barnett. Um, I would love to see him in Ryzen. I've never seen a guy. Yeah, well, he was there once. He, he was? was there once. Which show yeah, I think was... it was like, I think it was like one of the first few events. Oh, okay, God, I don't, I remember, I only, I, I, it's been so long since I saw the first shows, I don't even remember it, um, but I've never seen a guy of his size do a, uh, a karate kid style kicks and roundhouse kicks. Oh yeah, he moves like he's a hundred pounds. I know, it's, it's so, and he's. He's about 5'10", and about 220, 230, maybe even more, and I've never seen a guy with more dexterity and more of a gut uh, uh, in my entire life. It's, it's, I, I, I don't understand how he, how he can even do it. 
Yeah, no, it's crazy. He's just... <laughs> I love watching him play. And then he does handstands and all this other stuff. It's like, man, I mean, just... Um, for his size, man, it's, a, it's just super, super impressive. Um, and... Uh, so, yeah, I look forward to seeing that. That's going to be a fun fight. You know, and Mighty Mo, man, I love Mighty Mo. Uh, did you see Mighty Mo calling out Crow Cop on Twitter? Yes, yes. Uh, so. Is that, a, a, is that correct, what he was saying, that he was they were supposed to fight, but Crow Cop, like, pulled out? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. He could just, you know, I'm not involved in it. I don't, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, but he did say, um, what did he say? He said something. I don't know if I've seen him say that. I think I've seen him say something like, uh, he's just ducking him or something. And, uh, what else did he say? Basically, he was just calling him out, saying he's scared. He's scared of me or whatever. Yeah, and, so, he, he, was, and, he, and he tagged random people on Twitter. I think he also tagged me on Twitter, even though he's not following me. I, I, I somehow got involved in the conversation. I have no idea how, but... I get involved in stuff all the time. I don't even know what I... <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, I was just like, oh, Mighty Mo's calling out Crow Cop. I don't know. You think, you think they're going to, tr- I don't know if they'll have that this year. I don't think Ryzen's going to probably even try that. I don't think uh, so. Um, but they need to get Mighty Mo in there. Yeah. Period. Against anybody. Um, put a tomato can in there. I don't care. Just get Mighty Mo in there. Um. What about, oh, um, the guy that, that fought Jerome Banner, uh, Rocky, um, Oh yeah, yeah, Rocky. Uh, 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 how does it? I think he says it like Woke, Rocky or some something like that. I think that'd uh, be an interesting yeah. matchup. Yeah, they can have them two uh, go at it. Uh, yeah, because I was waiting for him him to come back. I'm surprised he didn't fight New Year. I, I think they were they wanted Jerome Banner to win that one. I think they really wanted him, and uh, they unfortunately well, didn't. yeah, because it was he supposed to be on the previous event, but yes, um, he couldn't do it. So then. You know, they probably want him to win, but... And uh, who would have thought that Jerome Banner gets submitted with a scarf choke? I, yeah, I, what did uh, that one guy that Cordero gives a... Uh, Rock Martinez. Roke Martinez. That's the guy's name. Um, maybe he's called a scaffold or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, I just hope they uh, keep Frank Trigg in the... Uh, war- um, was it Joe Warren? Uh, no, 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 no. Joe Ferraro. We don't want uh, Joe. Yeah, no, no, not Joe Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Ferraro uh, as commentators. Because uh, or Burchek was a great commentator too. He, he did a great job. Um, I uh, was. I actually I went to the 2016 New Year's Eve shows live in Saitama. So I was on when I was on. I was on Reddit and like the live discussion. People were just blasting on Joe Warren and like I had no idea what the hell he was talking about because I was I couldn't obviously. Yeah, I couldn't hear him, but he was making, and I then watched later, oh my god, he's making pedophilia jokes on, on Crow Cop, he's like, and like, oh my god, like, I couldn't believe I was hearing this shit from a commentator. I, yeah, I was, well, that's how the thing goes with Cadero, too, it's like, what, what are we doing here, he's talking about two girls in a cup, <laughs> I mean. Wasn't, didn't he also make something, saying something about, like, like, it's like kissing your sister or something, or kissing your, uh, he made an incest right. joke. I think as well. No, that I think that was Joe Warren. That was Joe Warren. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that Frank oh. Trigg and, and Joe Ferrara were actually really good on on commentary. Um, Frank Trigg, you know, um, now apparently a referee. I don't know when that happened. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah, he brought a lot to it. Uh, he was able to like 
he brings that the MMA knowledge and Joe Farrell, you know, is a good play by, uh, you know, just a good guy to get off of who asks the right questions. I think, you know, I think they're definitely, I, I don't know if they would just have him for the New Year's Eve shows or are they going to switch it up every for every show like they seem to be doing. Uh, see, they need to stop that. They need to have consistent, you know, this is the commentary team, period. You know, like, uh, you know, they shuffled around a little bit in pride, but for the, for the longest time it was, it was Boss and Quadros. That's it. Yeah. And then, and then Morrow, and then, then they, they put one other guy in there briefly. I think it was, was in, uh, Jerry Millen or something for like a show or two or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think Morrow's going to do another show for Verizon. It sounds like he does not want to do anything with Verizon, apparently. Yeah, he seems kind of like a crybaby, though, so... And, is it, and you know what? Jerry McMillan's not even there anymore, so I don't even know what, know what the issue is. Yeah, well, he was uh, saying it, well, it's... Uh, I would have said... Money or whatever, but it's like, but you agree? Or he goes, it, it wasn't enough money. I, I did a favor, and it's like, well, that's the concept of doing a favor is you're not expecting. Exactly. I don't know that's the point of doing a favor. The f- so I mean, I, I don't know. He he just seems kind of. Um, let's see. I, it kind of makes me think some of what Jerry Millen was saying was true about him. I don't think Jerry Jerry Millen is is a, an angel in this entirely, but he, it sounds like there was something. It sounds like it sounds like they. It sounds like a clash of egos between the two of them. Yeah, so, yeah, and I don't think I think there's probably blame to go on both sides. Of it. Um, if he hadn't signed with UFC, I would have said, "How about get Jimmy Smith, uh, the Bellator uh, uh, commentator?" But now he's got signed the UFC. Um, I don't know. Maybe Joe um, Joe uh, Goldberg, um, Mike Goldberg from a uh, UFC. Um, uh, I think he's Bellator still though. Oh, he's also he's Bell. Oh yes, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot he's Bellator. Yeah, he's uh. But you know I they. Still haven't heard him there either. I still haven't heard. I don't watch Bellator really either, so I don't really. Actually, uh, speak, I hear him yet. Speaking of comment uh, of commentary, um, what do you think about them doing it like in the studio setting, or should they be there live? Because it seems like they did them live for the shows in 2016, but since then they're not doing them live anymore. They're in a like a wooden box. Well, before that, it wasn't even that. It was like a green screen. Oh, yeah, the green screen. <laughs> the, green screen the awful the green screen. Of like the intermission video or whatever. And uh, I never understood it. It's like, I don't know what, like, I don't know if it's like a, they don't want audio bleeding over, but that doesn't make sense anyway. I mean, you always have multinational commentators on, on most broadcasts. I think uh, I think it's just a cost thing. It sounds like it's just, they don't want to fly them in. So they just do it remotely. No, but I think they're in Japan though when they do it. Really? That is that even makes less sense now. Well, yeah, no, I think they do it in Fuji TV studio. The f- so, the... okay. Yeah, so it, it, now, like, yeah, like if they were just trying to save money, uh, I'd see them like doing it in a studio here in the U.S. and then, uh, and and then you know. Broadcast in that way, but no, they actually fly them to Japan and then not allow them into the arena. That's so. That's so. Okay. Um. Okay. I don't understand how that. Okay. I don't know. Get it either. (laughs) Um. But yeah. Although I'll say one thing about Frank Trigg, though, he has to get rid of those bow ties because those bow ties are awful. Um, but they are a good commentary team, um, and hopefully they can stick with them. Oh, wait, the both guys work for, um, what's his name, with the, uh, hockey night in Canada guy, uh, crap, I forget his name. 
don't know if you're not into hockey. If you're not, oh my! If you, uh, if we ever do a, a show with my co-host Declan, you two can talk about hockey because he is the biggest Rangers fan and he knows so much about hockey. I don't know shit about hockey. I'm a New Jersey Devils fan, so we Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, maybe you two should never meet ever in that case, because... <laughs> I actually... Well, uh, funny enough, the one game, hockey game I've ever been to was a Devils game. Um, i trying to remember what... It was in New Jersey. Um, but I had a friend who was also a Devils fan, and as a, as a favor, he, he, he wanted me to see a hockey game, so he paid for my ticket, and I don't even remember who they fought. All I know is that I was just so confused by what was going on. Hockey is like uh, it's like a foreign language some, to me. Wait, what year was it in? Uh, this was probably around twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Uh, so probably most of the originals weren't there anymore. But um, but yeah, you probably if it was against the Flyers or anything, they're probably beating the shit out of each other. Oh jeez, I don't. I I'll be honest. I honestly cannot remember. Um, there's always a big rivalry with the. Uh, well, they used to be. Because after the lockout, I kind of was like, all right. They're like, it's the second one in a row. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but uh, but it, the big rivals used to be the Devils and, uh, and the Rangers and then the Devils and uh, the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I know about the Flyers is the Flyers Skate Zone where they do independent wrestling shows. That's the only thing I know. Anything, and that's where they do their training, I think. That's the only thing oh. I know about the Flyers. I think, right? Is that where they do their training? Uh, Flyer Skate Zone? I know, they're, I know they're a crappy team and I hate them. But oh. I, no. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, go ahead. No, I oh. said I didn't want to bother uh, everybody with hockey. So. <laughs> uh, the one, um, and the, the, the last uh, non uh, uh well, kind of, well, not really Asian, but uh, kind of rising raid news is uh, Fedor Melyanko was go- is going to be this Bellator heavyweight uh, championship tournament, which will, he'll be fighting Frank Mir in April. Uh, no set date yet as, as of this recording, but I remember when, um, and probably you can remember this as well, Mike, uh, the, one of the matches that people always used to talk about is Frank Mir versus Fedor as like that, mm-hmm. he- that heavyweight dream match. Well, it's happening uh, 15 years later, um, mm-hmm. are you going to be watching this at all? Uh, this I'll be tuning in, uh, mostly because of Fedor and Frank Mir, Rampage, Yeah, Summit. I mean, it's a good uh, thing, uh, I'll be checking it out for that for sure. And I, like, I'll occasionally watch a UFC, but it's usually like the last two fights, you know, yeah. where the main event is or something. Oh, no, uh, I don't, I told it, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as well, also, King Mo is also in this uh, tournament as well. And yeah, I, King Mo. King Mo's in there. He's facing off against Ryan Bader, which... Yep. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. Um, Ryan Bader's Roy a lot... Jones in there, so... Oh, oh yeah. Roy Nelson is uh, facing Matt Mitrione. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And uh, Chael Sonnen against Rampage. Uh, well, if if Chael wins and Fedor wins, Chael gets his wish for that Fedor match he, he wanted. Oh, Rampage knocks them all out. Power bomb. I don't know. I, th- I think Mitrione will probably win it all, though. He's pr- probably the, uh, not the healthiest, but he's probably the least battle-worn out of all those fighters, so I could definitely see him going. Um, obviously, King Mo. I, actually, no, I would say probably Chelsona is the smallest out of all of them, so he obviously 
you know, has a size disadvantage. King Mo, if King Mo wants to, King Mo is like one of those guys when he, if he want, if he cares, he'll he'll go, he'll win. Um, but if he doesn't care, I don't. I haven't seen him. He hasn't fought in a while, as far as I recall. I can't remember the last. Uh, one. I think the last one. I, what, what, who did he fight? The uh, Crow Cop. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. He yeah. fought. Um, he fought a uh, Crow Cop, and Crow Cop uh, knocked him out. Yeah, and that was like what two years ago. Yep, that was two years ago. Yeah, so that's the last I read. I think he's been doing. I think he's doing pro wrestling now. Um, oh, okay. So, um, oh, I'm so, actually for a little while. I stand corrected. His last match was against uh, Rampage Jackson last year. Oh, that's right. I remember. Wasn't that. it? It was that awful match where he just took him down the entire time. I think. It was just it was just like wrestle 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 fuck as it as the term is. Yeah, so boring, <laughs> boring fight. Um, but uh, one of the final things I want to get into is Ryzen resolutions, where um, we pick three things we want to see Ryzen do or not do in the year of twenty eighteen. And uh, Mike, you're the guest, so I think it's only fair that if you get to. Uh, um, what are the, uh, you get to go first? What would you like to see? Ry- just three things. It could be any three things you want uh, that you want to see Ryzen do or do not do. Um, they do. Um, um, how do I phrase it? What's the best way to phrase it? Do uh, interact more with English media? For sure. That's I, I can agree with that. Um, don't. Book grannies against Gabby Garcia. <laughs> um, and uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of anything major. Uh, that's pretty much it. So I would say just do uh, keep putting on great shows. I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Other than those two things, the media and uh, Gabby Garcia. Um, as for mine, um, well, if. Verizon does a show in the U.S., being that I am on the East Coast, I would very much like it for being in New York, New, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut area, but probably that will not happen, but I, still, I can dream. Um, I want to see Gabby Garcia versus Jazzy Gabbert, or a rematch of Lady Tapa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lady Tapa looked pretty good in her match against uh, um, uh, King Reyna. Um and I think that um, I think that Lady Tapa I think should be given that rematch because of how good she looked in against King Reyna. Um or they could just go with Gabbard, which I think was what they originally tried to do, but um, reasons it couldn't happen. And for number three, I want Manel K booked on every Ryzen card in twenty eighteen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ah, man, I think he's going to be their, their big star, man. Um, at least on a more international level. Yes. Oh, I, I, he, he, can be, he can be their... He can be a money-drawing foreigner um, for people that you, that you want... You, you can, that you either love to hate or hate to love. And exactly. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he is an incredible boon to Ryzen, especially if he's put in high-profile matches against high-level opponents. Because he can, you know, uh, he, he, he shit-talked Ian McCall, 
defeating McCall, no matter how much we want to say it maybe it shouldn't have been a it wasn't a real win. He still it's still a win in the record books. And now he wants to fight Burchek. You know, with how Burchek has done in the last three round and the last three matches, you could almost say that Cape is the uh would be the um the favorite to win that. Oh, and he knows he's gonna talk about he already has. He he uh I don't know if you were paying it because that Twitter thing. Uh, yes. The, the notifications were going crazy. Yes, yes. Um, uh, when Kate brought up the 0 and 3 thing, that's what set Burchek off. Oh, yeah. At that point. Uh, so, I thought the funniest uh, the funniest thing, though, was when Cape uh, uh, was talking about his jujitsu experience and Re- Burchek replied back, being the best uh, jiu-jitsu, uh, winning a jiu-jitsu tournament in Angola is like being the best, uh, figure skater in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, was, that was a good one, man. Uh, I even had to post a meme on that one, but. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, I, 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 the, the interaction between the both were good. They were both, you know, firing shots back and forth. Uh, do you think they should book uh, that fight for May? Or do you think they should hold yeah, off? Yeah, that's gotta happen May. That's gotta happen May because then after that fight, then they can do the rematch with uh, McCall. Mm-hmm. I think that, that that would be the best way to do it because if he fought McCall, then he's going to fight his friend, then he can rematch McCall. Again. But if he, if Burchek defeats McCall, uh, excuse me, Cape, uh, does Cape still get McCall? You think? Yeah, because it won't matter because it'll. Um, there's two. They need to, they need to just hire me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, either way, you can. Um, Take it two ways. If he beats him, then it's like, okay, I already, I already beat McCall once, however you want to, the rope, or whatever, however you want to think of it, he beat him, whatever, it's in the record books, like you said. Then he beats his friend, and and then now he's going to prove that it wasn't a fluke, and he's, he's going to beat him up again. Um, if he loses, then you can still promote it as on McCall, going, all right, um, the first time was a fluke, uh, you lost to my friend. No, I'm going to kick your ass this time. So either way, it's like you got two stories. Whether he wins or loses, you can, you know, the narrative will change a little bit, but you can hype it, hype up the rematch no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, hope, you know. So, uh, Takata, hire me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, if, if Takata, I don't know if Takata lis- listens to any of this stuff, but I have to believe that the, that some people at Ryzen do pay attention, so I do hope that they hear that. That uh, there are, that there are foreigners who want to help your promotion. Hire us, please. We want to. We want. We want to see Ryzen make more money and expand more, um, and become the number. Yeah, put, please, I'll help you. I want to help you put UFC out of business. That's what I, want. <laughs> I don't know if I, would, I don't know if I would go that far, but I would like to see you know a, a something beside where people go. Oh, what MMA do you watch? Is it UFC or Ryzen? Or you know where people don't use the term UFC and MMA interchangeably as if they're the same thing. Oh, I can't stand that. Do you? Tra- <laughs> I train in UFC. I train in UFC. I train in Tap Out. The guys with the you don't see them around as much in, anymore. But when it blew up. Uh, the first, like, in, what, 2099 or whatever, uh, everybody had, like, a tap-out shirt. Oh, yes, the Affliction. Um, yeah, the Affliction shirts, and they all were thinking they're tough guys and stuff. And it was like, man, I, I trained, like, kickboxing and stuff as a kid. Like, I didn't even think twice about, like, trying to walk out like I'm going to beat everybody up. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were never taught that way, to even think that way. So I, 
I, I stopped going I to bars. I stopped going to bars to watch UFC shows because uh, I just got so frustrated hearing the uh, the uh, the armchair uh, MMA fighters trying to like say that fighters should do this, fighters should do that, and it's just like, okay, you know what? I'm saying I'm just gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna forego seeing it for free and actually pay sixty dollars or fifty dollars or whatever it was at the time to uh, to just stay at home so I don't have to hear other people talk. Just to avoid that, yeah. Or you get the guys who they sit there, they're watching it, they're getting drunk, and all of a sudden they want to fight the whole bar. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get those guys, too. Um, but, yeah, that's I, this was a very long show. I apologize it went so long, but there was a lot to talk about. But, I want uh, Mike, I want to give you a chance to, uh, to plug uh, your uh, social uh, Rise Up um, uh, network and, uh, and all the social media regarding it. Please go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah, it's just, um, at Rise Up Podcast on Twitter, and, uh, you can just search Rise Up Podcast on YouTube in the search bar, and you'll see that it's got the little Rising logo on there. Uh, I'll be updating, um, things on there, like I've uploaded a lot of the music, so if you guys want to hear, like, all the different entrance themes and stuff. It's in a playlist. You can just play it all the way through. Even the uh, intermission songs on there, which is popular, actually. <laughs> More popular than I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, so basically those two. I, there's a website, too, but I haven't really done much with it. I think I'm going to focus on that a little bit more, um, change it up a little bit. And then um, I'm waiting on it. I've got, like, five interviews with some Japanese fighters, and I'm waiting to get the responses back and then I'll probably once I get those back I'll uh, start adding those interviews on there and probably start doing the website but it'll be at rise uh, riseuppodcast.com as well um and uh did you plug your Twitter as well I'm sorry if I missed it did you plug it as well yeah yeah it's at uh rise up podcast okay and um do you have an email if people want to send you questions or anything like that yeah just uh rise up podcast at gmail.com Okay, and is there any last-minute things you want to say about Ryzen or your uh, the Rise Up podcast or just something that you want to mention that you want to get off your chest or anything like that? Um, no, I think we did, uh, pretty much did. Just, uh, I never want to see Cadero ever again. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much all I got to say, man. Um, uh, okay. yeah, it's been fun doing the show with you. you know, it's been fun uh, talking with you. Talking I, with you about the uh, Ryzen. Oh, I appreciate it. And, you know, staying for so long as well. I, I apologize if you have work early tomorrow. Um, I don't know what your schedule is yeah, like. Yeah, right. Oh, and, that's right. uh, I, sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I, I own a small business, so I can, I'm kind of a little bit flexible. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, um, and then, like, before I came on here, I was, like, drowning people. So, it's mm-hmm. fun. Okay. It's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, drowning people, well, Oh, yeah, I'm going to guess that you're, you're drowning people? What? Yeah, well, I free dive. So I'm oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Free dive. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, it's, it's, it's 12 a.m., so, like, I, my, my, my mind is half asleep. Um, oh, that's, that's how I am when I'm watching Rising and, like, <laughs> still, still going on. The good thing about uh, Road FC is it, like, starts, like, 6 in the morning. So oh, yeah. You can wake up and then watch it. You don't have to. Actually, quickly before I forget, do you know if the, the next Road FC show will be on YouTube or they're going to do Fight TV? They always do them on both. Oh, okay. Because I knew yeah. they did Fight TV for a while, and I was, I thought they only did Fight TV, but then they did. I saw the last show on YouTube, and I was, and 
it was an official YouTube. It was on their official YouTube page. So I was like, "Oh, this is so much more convenient than uh, Fight TV." Yeah, it is. Um, the last three events I think I've watched, they've all, I've watched them all on YouTube, but they are simultaneous too. They're on Fight TV too. So whatever one you prefer, you know, you can use. But I, it, for me, it's actually simpler on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I agree. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, to follow the We Are Rising podcast. Um, you can uh, go to us on Twitter at WeAreRisingPod. And if you have any questions you want to send us or comments or anything, please feel free to email us at WeAreRisingPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, regarding the next show, I don't know when the next show will be, but it will probably be before the May show. Um, but we're also trying to schedule some, some interviews as well uh, with the fighters who won um, at the show, uh, past shows. So we're going to try to do that. And um, maybe possibly a a, a throwback uh, Thursday type show where we talk about po- uh, previous Pride shows uh, in between as well. Um, so right now it's uh, uh, it will be or we'll just go on hiatus until May. I don't know, but uh, there'll definitely be more. Uh, we are rising in the future, and uh, please also support the Rise Up uh, podcast as well. Um, they do a lot of good stuff, and um, we definitely would love to have you back on here as well. Oh, oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, that's all, folks. Uh, thank you very much for uh, staying with us and uh, hope to have you again. Take care and have a great day.